You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that after a week of my computer being in the shop with a crappy ass hard drive got it replaced solid state drive new kit and caboodle and the whole dang dang thing three hundred dollars later here we are back better than ever i'm ryan eitzing with me as always sleepy scotty edwards scotty how you doing Oh boy, you know, Ryan, you haven't been able to get much sleep this past week in wrestling. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. It's okay. Well, yeah, that, in general, uh, in general, you don't sleep. But this week, particularly, um, you know, I was gonna hit you with the like, what do you guys want to talk about? You know, the Cody Rhodes thing. But I just, I can't. There's too much. I know what we're gonna talk about. It's everything and more. Uh, but this, okay. So this coming month, as in July, was supposed to be a big month, right? We're heading into tournament season, a bunch of final shows before tournaments. We have Forbidden Door really to kick that off this week. Mm-hmm. And wrestling just said, uh, fuck that. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's have the most busiest news week I think we'll ever have. And the, the worst part, or maybe the best part, worst part, I don't know. Some ways it's good, some ways it's bad, is that we have so many questions still to go. So we're not even at all close to done here. We are going to be awaiting if someone was officially released. We will be, which we still don't know, uh, despite two sources so far. Uh, we will be awaiting just the most ridiculous. I don't know, man. <laughs> It's been it's we been a week. It's been a week. Like uh, uh, like last last week we recorded the episode on Monday, didn't live stream it and just, you know, put it out. We're like, "All right, you know, we'll have Forbidden Door next week, you know, we'll talk about, I don't know, Impact, Triple A, all that stuff." And then just like the news just you know, big 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 news week, you know, very very big heavy week for wrestling and honestly, like you kind of alluded to it's really the tip of the iceberg. It feels like there's going to be, uh, especially if the whole Vince McMahon story, this is just going to be even more as throughout the rest of the summer, probably. I mean, this isn't, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. A lot of investigations, a lot of, I assume, maybe trials. I don't know. It could be as bad as trials happening. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy. It, it's, it, it is... Like a biggest news story in wrestling in decades, probably. You know? Well, yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about Sasha Banks. Is that the biggest oh, news story? That, that's the one. You know, it's funny because a few weeks ago, we were. This has been going on for a while. I feel like it's necessary to say, like, we've had a big news story almost every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, MJF seems like a distant memory at this point. Forgot that guy even existed. That was what, two uh, weeks you know. ago? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now it feels like it was like a year ago. Um, we're going to talk about the vid stuff. You're going to, you know, s- spread all the facts that people have probably read through. Um, and then we're going to discuss it. Uh, but it's the biggest. It is the biggest story in a very long time. It's because it is the biggest name in wrestling still to this day. Obviously, he built the empire. And I I want to I want to stress this with or without Vince McMahon that empire is not folding that empire is not going down you Billion. know why because this might sound bad but it was worse off with Vince McMahon so if he's actually gone which he won't be because he's Vince McMahon I I can't stress that enough we'll get to it if he won't be gone that man is I just I if everyone expects him to be gone in like the next year i'm just like i don't know man like i know he got rid of his two jobs his main jobs but i'm like yeah but he kept he kept creating <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing yeah uh, he's just and he still has he's you know he just does, doesn't have the responsibilities of those things anymore. yeah he's he still, still has, the major stakeholder does 80 percent voting power in the company you know he's yeah he still has control over the board basically he's still vince mcmahon i can't stress that enough it's never it's just never going to it, it might change. It might change because this story is, you know, very, very serious. And there's, there's the a good word. Um, yeah, there's a good. Sh- go ahead. Every report I read, a certain new CEO is very loved in that company. So let's buckle up. Succession, baby. Well, we'll get into it's that. Exactly a lot the same. It's scary. We'll, we'll get into that a lot more. Of course, we got a, lot, a couple other news bits at the top here. Uh, we're going to be talking about Vince McMahon, of course. We're going to talk about a little preview for AEW Forbidden Door, and of course, Stardom Fight in the Top. It feels like it should be to the top, but it's Fight in the Top. Uh, and we're also going to do a little review ski for Impact Slam Anniversary, which was held last night. Very good show, by the way. And, uh, and, of course, we got some news bits at the top. Uh, so I think to start off, I think we got a little news that broke this morning, the announcement of the G1 block. Scotty, mm. I asked you to not look at this, not look at Twitter. Did, were you able to do so? Um, you, you didn't ask me until after I looked at Twitter. I, so. I Look at that Slack, baby. Look at that Slack. I oh, swear I'm, to you. I didn't check Slack. Well, there it so is. That's- well, either way, I uh, I may have looked at some of them, but if if you think I remember any of them, you are wrong. Yeah, there we go. That's 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 what all I need to hear, baby. Well, we got the G one block announcements, of course. Uh, and if you didn't remember, uh, G one this year is going to have twenty eight people, uh, four blocks of seven. So we have four blocks ahead of us, Scotty. Um, you've not seen all of the blocks. You've seen them a little bit, uh, like what, 10 minutes ago, maybe, but we're going to get the full thoughts right for you. Are you strapped in? Are you ready to know about the blocks for the G1 Climax 2022? Yes, I am as strapped in as can be at 930 in the morning. All right. In the A block, we have Bad Luck Fale. Oh, boy. Starting off hot, I see. Jeff Cobb. I like Jeff Cobb. Tom Lawler. All right, I like Filthy. Kazuchika Okada. Scrub. (laughs) (laughs) 
Toriano. Can't beat Jay White. Toriano. Oh, God damn it. Jonah. I like Jonah. And Lance Archer. I wait a minute. They put every yeah. So <laughs> a, a, a block is bad. Like finally, Jeff Cobb, Tom Lawler, Kazushiko Kata, Yano, Jonah, and Lance Archer. That there's is only the, one person that can win that block. Uh I think the only I think the no, I, it's pretty much Okada. Like anyone else can. I, well, <laughs> it's pretty much Okada. The one person that I would maybe put like a little asterisk on, maybe maybe Cobb. I could see Cobb win it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I said that last year though. Yeah, I do. If he was going to win last year, might have been it. Guy went undefeated, lost his last match. I definitely said that for New Japan Cup, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's an Okada block. Okay, okay. I can see not yeah. much, not much mystery there for me. Yeah, but that is the, also the big boy block. So uh, excited for that big boy action. I'm happy Okada gets to fight all the uh, new guys. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, all good stretch them. for them. Good stretch for them. And bad luck folly. And Yano. Uh Yano and Bad Luck Folly, the knights off of these. I'm guys. happy we, you know, killed two birds with one stone by putting them in the same block. Appreciate yeah. that. B block. B block for G1 Climax. We have Chase Owens. Block. Chase Owens. Fuck, man. We you already know you already knew who were in these <laughs> in this G1. I already forget this. Like I forget every block. I, I wish I was kidding. I don't remember any of these. So we have Chase Owens. Okay, we, that's terrible. Got it. IWGP tag team champion Great O'Con. Alright. I like the Gawk. Sonata. I sometimes like Sonata. <laughs> Heavyweight champion Jay White. That good is okay okay well he's not winning though so i have yet to hear a winner for this block uh vow reports that this might be his last g1 tomohiro ishii he was supposed to be in it this year yeah he's not winning by the way (laughs) i could see him maybe winning this block as like a last hurrah sort of thing let's no 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 come on let's not act like tomohiro ishii is cared about in this company Tomatonga. He's never going to win the world title. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. And Taichi. Who the fuck is winning this block? I, I think it's, I think, I, I, I do think it could be Sonata. I think it could be Ishii. It could be, it could be White. It's just going to be Jay. Great Okan could be an <laughs> I think Great Okan's a dark horse. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Give, give Gok his chance. I like to call him Gok. It's very I think, a lot easier. I think those four guys. I mean, Jay White and Ishii should be good. Sonata, Jay White, eh, Jay, Sonata, Jay White. I'm not sure. I'm interested Sonata about Jay White. Might make people fall asleep. I'm really interested. <laughs> in, I'm really <laughs> interested in Great Okan Jay White. That's what I'm circling on my book. Great Okan Jay White. That's an interesting matchup to me. So there's like so far, based off the first two blocks, there's like three matches at most. I'm excited for for each block. All right. All right. Let's go into C block. See how this fares. Yeah, C block. Of course. I just remember this was the best one. Yes, we all. Well, we already know who's going to win this block, and that's my first entrant. Evil, evil baby. Uh, I, because I I know how many favors turn this block. I fucking hope evil wins. This yeah, this this is a heavy duty block right here. Well, yeah. not me, not totally heavy duty. Aaron Hanare. Really. Aaron Hanare. Yeah. Well, you know, you had to have the guy that finishes last. Yep. Uh, Tetsuya Naito. I think he's a favorite for this block. I think he is. But there's another favorite, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
Okay, listen. You say he's another favorite. The guy hasn't had a shot in like years. He should win. He should win. If I had, if I got the book, if Gato gave me the book, it would still be evil. But then it would be Tanahashi. They, so they got to stay in character there. There's also a chance that Tanahashi could be the interim AEW champion. Uh, he will not be going into this. Okay. <laughs> not definitely someone who's definitely not going to be the AEW inter- interim champion. Hiroki Goto. Damn, that, that was cold, man. That was cold. Shout out to Goto for uh, still being around. Hopefully he has a good match. Zack Sabre Jr. I guess he technically has a chance. Yeah. And Kenta. Wouldn't the block. And Kenta. <gasps> Kenta. I miss Kenta. Honestly, you know. Did, did anyone tell him that he can be Noah? He could be Noah. That he should be Noah this tournament? So again, that's Evil, Hanare, Naito, Tanahashi, Goto, Saber, and Kenta. That's a really good block. That is the actual good block. I just won't watch Hanari matches. Easy solution. Yeah, he's he's gonna be the loss leader. Hiroki Goto is also probably gonna be a loss leader, but everyone else that is who boy. We're uh, getting Koto Tanahashi again. We didn't have that match in like years, and now we're getting it for a third time in the past <laughs> year. Why not run it back? And the D block. Oh boy, I I oh, may I may have I, I may have had a premonition about this block. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one. I I based off of what we've just gone through. I know this isn't uh, the prettiest block. D block. We have Yujiro Takahashi, hmm. Ju- <laughs> Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Okay. <laughs> we got Shingo Takagi. Yeah, I, I know these are the, the double uh, the double whammy here. Mm-hmm. Shingo Takagi, and then we have IWGP uh-huh. US Champion Will Osprey. All right, so they're just gonna have the block final. Got it. That's the block <laughs> final. You know for a fact we're gonna get that match. So that's a big old circle on the calendar. Is that their third match? Fourth match. Fourth match. Maybe the fourth. Yeah, because they have the junior one and then the New Japan Cup final one and then the title one. And mm-hmm. they've all been very good. Yoshihashi. Hey, you know what? He might be the third best. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold claim. Uh, David Finley. Is it? D- D- Is it D- D- D-block for David Finley? Oh, nice. We're getting Juice versus David Finley. The the, uh, we are the, the, the answer I've been waiting for. Why juice? What? No, I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit. Uh, well, that is a that is a circle. That's a match circle for yeah. me. Juice versus David yeah. Finley. That's that's a yeah. little circle. A little circle. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like, why did you get so hard? <laughs> Rock hard to be exact. You were, you were never this hard with me, Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because Juice isn't supposed to be hard. He was supposed to be soft. You're drinking the wrong juice, if that's the case. Rock soft juice, Robinson. Juice Robinson. Uh, and of soft course, rock. Soft rock. <laughs> soft rock, Juice Robinson. Uh, and of course, Elf and Tasmo as well. So we have Ta- uh, yeah. Yujiro Takahashi, Juice, Shingo, Osprey, Yoshihashi, David Finley, and ELP in this block. I'm not going to lie to you. These blocks are very confusing, but they made sure to put a bad person in each one. So I appreciate that. Well, appreciate we, that effort. We knew that was going to happen no matter what. Uh, so no, I, no, no. They could have put them all in one and then just no. gave like Osprey the whole win. I would have been fine with that. There's always going to be a loss leader, and there's always that's that we knew that was always going to happen. But you got basically your heavy duty block. You got your 
I don't know what you call the B block. Oh, just, I'll show you. I'll show just you a heavy duty block. Sil- silent but deadly block, I guess. <laughs> for the B block. Isn't that the name of a de- uh, NXT tag team? Silent oh, no, but that's deadly. Pretty deadly. That's pretty deadly. That's pretty deadly. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Silent but deadly as an NXT team. Uh, that's what I'm going to call B block. <laughs> uh, we got C block, which is uh, freaking I don't know the cock block of the tournament. Um, also kind of the old man block <laughs> kind kind of the old man block you got Go, Goto, Tanahashi Naito um, I mean, Kenta's I, old I feel like yeah how old is Kenta I was going to say I feel like Kenta's he's old gonna be a, he's probably just like 40 but he's up there he's up there uh, turns out you do Kenta he's had now. like 7 careers by now 41 Kenta and he's been, he's been everywhere and then you got your D block, which is your big old D block. There we go, baby. So, yes, those are the G1 Climax blocks. Scotty, well, thoughts on the news. whole thing? There's a lot of matches I can skip. <laughs> yeah. That's every tournament. That's every tournament, the G1 Climax. No, 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 no. What are you talking Past about? Past couple of years, yeah. <laughs> Not every tournament. There were tournaments once upon a time that you always skip, like, most Yano matches. And bad luck follow. Shout out bad luck follow. I'm excited for it. I think that there's some good. I think there's for me. I'm really enjoying uh, these blocks. I think there's some good solid matches in each and every single one of them. Um, I you know I'm a fan of ELP. I'm a fan of Ishii, so I get a little more sexiness in my blocks. I know you're not, so uh, you're missing out. Oh, I'm a fan of evil, so that's true. That's true. You had evil House of Torture bust. You know they really fucked Yujiro too. What the hell? the hell they're like here here's shit going off spring you know he's gonna give him a shot guys look i just want to know i just want to have it be said that the office of new japan understands uh, we have the same mind as look if you're gonna have these guys put them all in one block of osprey and then they're like you know what let's throw in shingo too to have some good better matches yeah, that is absolutely what they said <laughs> if anyone could pull out good matches out of these guys no, it's but osprey i and think shingo. juice could be good i think juice I agree. can be good osprey I osprey juice i've seen phantasmo have a good match yep so there's i think david finley can do pretty well uh, based off of his New Japan Cup last year, and uh, yeah, I don't remember the rest. So, so perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds perfect to me. Sounds like a good plot. Oh, and uh, Yujiro's there, and uh, the other guy. Who's the other guy? I don't remember. Oh, Yoshihashi's pretty solid, isn't he? Yep. Come on, that's actually not as bad if you think about it, and just don't think about them facing each other. Yeah. It- <laughs> that block, that block, you circle the Osprey Shingo match, and then you look at maybe like a couple of the Osprey versus somebody, Shingo versus somebody. Yeah, You're not yeah. going to be excited about Yoshihashi versus. No, Yujiro I'm definitely going to watch David Finley versus Juice. Me too. Me too. Hey, I, remember how good Yoshihashi versus Evil was last year? Don't you sleep on the the Hosh man? No, I I agree. I'm just saying that I don't think Yoshihashi versus Yujiro is going to be good. They're two different wrestlers, guys. I mean, that's... that's I'm definitely going to watch that now. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Maybe she's released? Basically, Raj Giri of Wrestling Inc. tweeted out, not really important, just kind of like, I heard this rumor. Don't know if it's true. This is what I've heard. And it's basically saying that he's heard that Sasha Banks has been released. There was a second report saying that she has also been released, but nothing has been confirmed. 
WWE has not commented on it. They refuse to comment. Now, I don't think they refuse to comment on it. They just haven't. You know, there's potential that she has been released and they're just not wanting, you know, they just don't want to talk about it or that's part of the release or just don't talk about it. I don't know. Maybe she hasn't been released at all. Where's Naomi in all of this? Scotty, do you have any quick thoughts on this? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like I've given my thoughts like seven different times. I've been told she's released seven different times and she still is not officially released. Uh, I think... I think the best way for us to look at it is she will be released if she hasn't been released. I think that's kind of where we're going. And she is going to be the biggest free agent we will be seeing the rest of the year and probably next year because that is how um, important she is. She is a quarterly draw. She is a top merch seller. She is a top star. She is, for my money, the best uh, women's wrestler in the history of the United States in wrestling, just wrestling overall. Uh, and she's only 30 years old. So there is a long career still ahead of her if she wants it. Um, I saw a lot of people fighting about the Hollywood thing. I don't think it's most mostly Hollywood. I think it's mostly just Star Wars right now um, that you definitely have to contend with. And she's only part of one show. Uh, so it's not really something you have to worry about. Um, best case scenario, she signs with AEW, you know, because she's going to sign with AEW if she is a free agent. Let's, we can't be delusional here. All of us that want to see her go to Japan, that's still possible, but she's going to have to have a United States home base. And where else is she going to go? Tony Khan has to roll out the Brinks truck for that one. Uh, you, 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 she is someone that changes that division the moment she walks in. Uh, if you want to talk, how do you make change for that division? You have Sasha Banks as your top women's star. Uh, no offense to Britt Baker. No offense to Jade Cargill. No offense to Thunder Rosa. No offense to anyone in that division. But none of them even come close to Sasha Banks' star power. And if she walks in tomorrow, not she won't. It'd be cool if she did, but she won't. She's not walking in on dark. Uh, then game changer, absolute game changer. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the release is coming. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, totally. Uh, it, it's She's a must get, must get for AEW. I think AEW is also the only group of people that can properly pay for her too uh, in that sort of contract, uh, that kind of money. Um, you know, it's a must get, must get, She's gonna draw. She's gonna. It's certified rating star, certified seller of merch. She is. It's unbelievable. Despite you know multiple championships, tag titles, and stuff, it never quite felt like Sasha Banks was pushed to the level of star she was, even with having multiple championships like that. Those some of those championships are just sort of transitional looking back on it mm. uh so she never quite felt like the actual star she should have been she should have been up above flair above lynch i would argue at times um it's amazing that she never got that much uh push in that sense she's a great wrestler so if she's gone from uh, wwe good for her uh, I would like to know what's happening with Naomi. No one's ever talking about her anymore. I don't know what's happening with well, that. 
She has a lot of ties to that company still. That's true. Maybe so. she's maybe she's going back in. I don't know. Who the heck knows? I, but. I think... I mean, yeah, well, the reason we're not talking about Naomi is because we didn't get a report that she got released. <laughs> yes, I know. But I, <laughs> my point there is, is that, yes, we have the... It's been like that since the start, though, poor Naomi. I know. Naomi's always been like the secondhand person here. My, but my point is that is that Sasha Banks, we hear this report. There's no news at all about Naomi. So it's, it's seemingly she's still with the company. Is that yeah. that would be the idea. Um, but why but that my, I guess that's my point. It's like Sasha Banks, we hear news about Naomi. We haven't, I guess nothing's changed for her, Sasha Banks, but why only release Sasha and not Naomi? That's my question. Um, I'm sure there's probably a reason. I'm sure as well. Um, uh, other sad news, uh, record re- uh, news broke out, uh, after we recorded last week, uh, with Jeff Hardy, of course, uh, of oh, yeah. AEW Damn, right? fame, um uh last whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. you say of aw fame <laughs> yeah, well he's in aw he's uh, currently aw he, he was, was a lot of fame he was arrested on monday uh, uh in florida charge of dui alcohol and drugs offense for the third time within 10 years this is coming from the new york post um the 12-time tag team champion who has battled addiction for years allegedly registered a blood alcohol content of 0.294 and 0.291, both of which are more than triple the legal limit of 0.08. That is incredibly, incredibly high amount of alcohol in his body. Um, He was, of course, uh, following that uh, time, he was then suspended by AEW without pay, and he can only return to the company upon successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. Uh, a little vague on the wording when that came out, uh, what that necessarily means, but you know it doesn't really matter what that means. Basically, get the help, Jeff. You need it. Please maintain your sobriety, and then you can come back to work for this company. Um, so sad news for Jeff Hardy. The guy needs help. I mean, I know it's addiction, and it's all and it's a battle, and. It's a hard, arduous, constant battle with addiction. But, you know, there are things now that's at this point, three times in 10 years, you know, at this point, you got to start taking away driver's licenses. You got to start doing the other things. It's, I don't know. It's, this guy's not fit to be on the road. He should not be driving a car with triple the legal li- limit of alcohol in his bloodstream. That It's just. It's frustrating, and I want Jeff to get better and needs to get better, but it's also like, well, we need to start doing things to protect other people's safety. Someone could have died, and that's it's that's a scary thought. It's really, it's yeah. Really yeah, someone could have died, and that's the most uh, important part of all this, and someone could have died multiple times, and I think the conversation is always, yes, he's been arrested three times, but how many times has he actually done it? He only was caught three times. That's that's true. That's the scary part. That's and, the sad truth of it all. Yeah, we had this conversation. Uh, well, we di- we didn't have this conversation, but people had this conversation with Matt Hardy long ago when he was an absolute mess. He cleaned himself up uh, from all accounts. He's been cleaned up for a long while. Um, I think for Jeff, it comes down to you shouldn't see him back in wrestling probably the rest of the year because it doesn't take 
just a month to fix yourself. He's done this so many times. He's fixed himself so many times. And there is now smoke to the fire uh, that was his WWE exit, right? There is now as much smoke as there possibly can be. When he walked through the crowd and WWE did that test on him and he said, oh, you know, I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he was doing anything then. But it is, it is, it does. This, this is the reason that WWE did what they did. This is the exact reason because he ended up back on this cycle. Um, it's very unfortunate. Uh, obviously, uh, in the end, the most important part is Jeff feeling better. But we, I think it's important to stress he needs a good support system from everyone involved, including a certain person's wife who pretty much made fun of him. Uh, which is just unacceptable. That is not the way to go. Uh, he needs to be better. Um, AEW went the right way. Uh, they could have fired him, could have left him out to be, but I think trying to help him first, and we've said this again multiple times, but trying to help him um, and pretty much saying you're, you know, you're suspended without pay. So without firing him, you're not getting anything. Yep. Um, you're suspended without pay until you get yourself together. Uh, hopefully, hopefully AEW and all those around him do support him because Jeff can still. I, I want to say this like, I know Jeff has had a tough time since he came back, and we kind of know why, but you know, Jeff still can be a good wrestler. I think, uh, you know, he's good in the car crashes. I think he should have less of those when he if he comes back because that's that's what gets you here. That's a lot of pain that you're going through. That match with Darby was probably the final, you know, like, I don't want to get too, uh, I'm not going to say what I almost said because it's not what I meant, but it, that's the type of match that sends you down that road, I'm sure. I don't, I don't know from experience. I have never wrestled, but watching what he went through during that match and what Darby went through, it's just like, Man, I don't know. I don't know how he's supposed to deal with that, other than the ways he has before. So, just gonna wish him the best. And um, I think W, uh, not WWE, AEW did the right move. And let's just hope that Jeff cleans himself. I don't care if I ever see him wrestle again. I just want him clean, and I want him to be, you know, live the next thirty years of his life. Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly. And, and other people too, because him being on the road is just not good. Yeah, exactly. He should not have his license. He shouldn't be driving anytime soon. You got to punish these people. And AEW that. has obviously handled this in the past uh, well. I mean, the I don't know. We Obviously, addiction is different for everybody, and everybody handles it and can, I don't want to say solve it because it's a battle, but uh, everyone kind of figures how to work with it, deal with it in the best way they can. But AEW has done worked with this sort of idea of in the past of John Moxley having to go to rehab and all that stuff. And that wasn't necessarily per a very different situation, very different situation, but we see how AEW has handled these sort of serious issues and they always handle, seem to handle it in, uh, I think a proper way. So, uh, you know, hopefully Jeff Hardy can get the help he needs and it, it, uh, this, this, whatever new thing is works for him. And I agree. I'm okay. If that Darby match is the last big, you know, Jeff Hardy special ladder gimmick yeah. spot of Jeff Hardy. I, I think that's 
a good spot, a good good way to le- you know go out on. You know, um, yeah. it, it, the most important thing is being able to live. And uh, I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about uh, doing any of those again. No, no, it's better if he doesn't. And yeah, and for that, and that, the young bucks became tag team champions because of it. So. In a weird way, yeah, that's in the weird way they became tag team champions because of it. Um, and maybe first ever two time tag champs. How many two time champs do we have? Well, TNT title. Never mind. TNT title is like four time champs already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. Let's talk about our big news story. Not even the big news story, the big kickoff here today. And that was, of course, Vince McMahon, WWE and CEO and chairperson Vince McMahon, quote, voluntarily stepped back. This is, of course, coming from Kotaku, everywhere, everywhere you get your business <laughs> wrestling news from. <laughs> Uh, from his roles within the company amid an investigation of an alleged affair and payout with a WWE paralegal employee, according to the Wall Street Journal. Here's everything you know about McMahon's ongoing investigation. Uh, so basically, McMahon is being accused of having an affair with a former employee, paying her $3 million as hush money as an NDA signed as well from January. That's... Uh, uh... That's uh, more money than he paid for WCW. <laughs> oh God! It also kind of goes shows how big bigger this company is than uh, it was back yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, that also Times have changed, obviously. It also barred the paralegal from discussing or disparaging her relationship with him. Of course, in that NDA, um, uh, an internal probe issued by WB Special Committee reportedly found McMahon issued similar non-disclosure agreements with other female, former female WWE employees alleging misconduct from both Vince McMahon and WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis. So not only do we have the story of the paralegal, she gets, she got her pay doubled suddenly. uh, And then she had to sign NDAs, got a $3 million hush money payout. uh, But apparently there are other non-disclosure agreements that are also part of it. WWE board members reportedly launched the investigation into McMahon in April after they learned of the CEO's alleged misconduct via anonymous emails sent to the company from someone who claimed to be friends with the former paralegal. So this has sort of been happening from June, January to April, and April is when the board knew and used that to maybe cloud some judgment about what happened from April to now in the WWE boardroom. So, Scotty, a lot to unpack here. Just let's just get into it, I guess. Thoughts on this whole Vince McMahon story? Well, let's start. Let's start by saying this didn't start in January. Maybe this exact story did, but the Vince McMahon and what he does behind the scenes did not start in January. I can promise you that. It started back when he took over the company. That's when it started uh, because we have seen it, whether it be on air, um, we've you know heard things off air just with storylines he's pitched alone that – this man is not. This man is not right in the head. Uh, and I also want to start by saying anyone that releases the name of this person is an absolute scumbag, and they can absolutely go fuck themselves. Of the paralegal or any of the people of the paralegal, in you should never share someone's name because then they're going to receive backlash from the crazies that still love 
Vince McMahon so dearly as we have seen some the crazies that you know may bow down to him as he's making his entrance oh uh, my god days, please please days don't go please breaks. don't go please oh don't my go god. it's awful um by the way he still remains a crazy businessman um clearly he probably i i don't i haven't seen smackdown ratings but he probably did spike that rating just for him to say this is this is WWE. Goodbye. All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, you know, you feel for the people involved in the situation that aren't named Vince McMahon, obviously. Aren't named John um, Laurinaitis. Or yeah, fuck John Laurinaitis. <laughs> and I've I, I've been very much on that train for the longest of time. Hope he loses his job. And I never want someone to lose their job, but in this situation, I want him to lose his job. Uh, there's a lot of shitty people that work for WWE and almost all of them, almost all of them often are the Vince McMahon bitch boys. Um, and when I say that is that John Laurinaitis has been that for how long, how long years, decades, decades, people power. always has been people. Power, no one maybe. likes him. People power. Yep. Fuck him. Uh, and I think in a lot, in all of this, it was lost that Vince McMahon is still Vince McMahon. I hinted at this earlier, but he's not going to just go down. You know, he said he's going to cooperate with the board and accept whatever they come with the investigation. But the reason he says that is because he's Vince McMahon, right? There's a reason he went on television days after there's a reason that he still has creative power and let's be honest we saw the report that the stephanie thing was an optics move of course it was i've seen succession i'm living it right now with this stupid freaking company and you know people may laugh but it's exactly the same almost it, it, obviously the story is a little different because this is very much a vince thing but it comes down to a lot of the same uh, changes here and how to maneuver. Uh, it's, it's frustrating because again, again, we knew this was happening at one point or the other. Like I, people are going to say, well, you didn't know for sure that Vince was doing this. I was like, but you kind of did. You've always heard things about that company and how backstage isn't always too comfortable. And this isn't even backstage. This is in that, that building in, in Stanford, I'm assuming, in Connecticut. That's what I'm assuming it is, just based off of it being company people. Again, company people, le- le- lawyer, lawyers and legal stuff. Right. Yeah. right. But there's so much to go into here. Like I'm already losing off the tracks, but I just want to, I, w- I want to get back to the basis of Vince McMahon is a scumbag. Vince McMahon has always been a scumbag. You know, you can say he's a good businessman. You can, you know, you can, I guess you can appreciate his moves that he's done to get to the dominance that WWE has today. Billion, billion dollar company. Yeah. Billion dollar company. And he's done everything in his power to make that happen. No matter who gets in his way, no matter what gets in his way. He has always done what's best for the company. So, so 
that brings me to Stephanie McMahon. I think this is the most interesting non like, okay, Vince is getting, you know, pushed out and, you know, the poor woman that had to sign this NDA. And of course the, the news that there's multiple that have done this potentially in the past. Uh, But the most interesting part to me now is the Stephanie McMahon part. Stephanie McMahon was had her had her own news bit on our show a few weeks ago yeah uh, a couple someone a couple weeks ago it was announced that stephanie mcmahon's gonna be yeah. uh taking a back seat uh in the chief brand officer yeah. role she's uh she gave up her duties uh, as chief yeah. brand officer to saying that she wanted to spend time with her family uh there was a a really <laughs> nasty report about her doing a poor job from wwe sort of burying her yeah, on the way out insider yeah and then uh a month later she is now the interim CEO and chairwoman of WWE. And I might be crazy, but I could see that stick. I might be crazy, but I could see that stick. Just based off of all reports that I've read, that I've heard, that I've been told, people like Stephanie McMahon in that company. Talent like Stephanie McMahon, which shouldn't be shocking after all, because her husband, Triple H, is someone that the, the talent like. And in the end, I feel like the talent should have some say because they're the ones making you the money at the end of the day. Like without without the Roman Reigns, without the, you know, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch and all those, you know, talents, WWE isn't WWE. As much as they think they are and they think they can make new stars just, you know, with the snap of their fingers. We can just make new Sasha Banks's. Yeah, I saw that one. I saw that one. I was like, oh, yeah, you can make a new Sasha Bank. Yeah, have fun with that. I can't wait till Lacey Evans is running around with a briefcase. It's going to be great. Um, anyways, I think the Stephanie McMahon thing can stick, which is uh, very interesting to me since she was trying to get pushed out a month ago, and now she's back, and now she's in the highest position possible in this company. I think there's still obviously the idea that Nick Khan – is going to be running stuff as well. That's not going to go away either. But this completely changes, completely throws up in the air of what the hell the future of WWE is because we have been saying for the past year that they're going to sell. Uh, We've been saying all these things. And now Vince McMahon is one foot out the door for the first time ever, ever, ever. I I still don't think he goes anywhere because he's Vince McMahon, but... In the end, in the end, before Ryan gets to share his piece, I just want to end with this. Vince McMahon's a scumbag. I hope he gets what he deserves, which is no more job. And because it 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 can't be said enough how there have been so many shitty things this man has done as the head of this company. It's about time. It's about time that he gets his comeuppance. Will he get it? That's the question I have because, again, he's Vince McMahon. Yeah, there's a. I like a lot of what you said there, is that, especially that last line. He is Vince McMahon after all. In uh, back in the, you know, you look up any stuff that happened in the 80s, stuff with Vince, the referee, stuff with the referee. I was just about to say that um, the steroid trial itself, man walked mm-hmm. in thinking to go to jail, somehow was able to get out of it. He has some great lawyer team that's been the same lawyer team that helped around the steroid trial. Uh, but 
at the same time, this is a different world than the than the eighties. Yep. You know, this is a different world. Twenty twenty two. Made that good point on uh, was it Twitter? I think you said that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a different world where speaking out, where the sort of like you know the Harvey Weinstein sort of stuff that 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 stuff bring starts to starting to actually bring down CEOs and people like of this yeah. nature. Uh, in any other business, uh, Vince McMahon would 100% be out. The problem is, this guy has not been out before on worse... I don't know about worse stuff. I mean, there, the belief is that this affair was consensual, and there's been things of Vince McMahon where it wasn't consensual. So, uh, yeah, I'll say worse stuff. He didn't go out on worse stuff. So, I hopefully there is some sort of comeuppance, like you said. There's so, so, Maybe not come up, comeuppance justice or some sort of thing that that it feels better um but it is i mean it ultimately would come down to two things one uh whether or not vince used company money to uh to you pay off the three million dollars and however much money he may have given to other women for those other ndas um did he use company funds to do that if so the man's out um and the same breath uh we saw that the paralegal specifically they got a raise from a hundred thousand dollars to two hundred thousand dollars so they got their their pay doubled was that based on merit or is that based on something else um based on hey you gotta hit, hit it with john laurinitis too so those are the two big things that they're gonna have to figure out uh it's wild to me that wwe the company is just like oh yeah he did it and they're just sort of like saying that yeah this is something they're doing um there it is all the fingers are being pointed at vince here uh but like you said vince got a little bit of an ego he also knows he he escaped jail (laughs) yeah a little bit escaped jail before and stuff like that so i don't know i don't know like you said don't know what's gonna happen he it could be a it could be as bad as jail it you know there's because it's not only do you have these ndas and hush money and all that stuff you all that have you have other boards and other investigative things that are looking into like how the company handles like morally like you know like how does the company structure work and how do these sort of things as soon as that company looks into like i don't know independent contractors and how that whole system works they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know about that one, or the boys being boys and all that stuff, and you know, locker rooms of full of shit in their people's bags. It's stuff that, like, you know, this is the '90s and things have obviously changed, but and you know, we're not ideally knowing shit in other people's bags anymore. But you know, there's you know, there's still this is not a great locker room, and that circle of Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, uh, whoever else may be a part of that circle. Um, is not necessarily the greatest. So WWE has never been WWE WF has never been the cleanest of companies. Um, but it, it's a lot of hot water right now. Um, Steph McMahon is a very interesting aspect. It does feel very much optically. Um, whether or not, because that's the other thing is that whether or not she remains, you know, let's say let's say Vince is ousted. Right. Let's have that conversation. Let's say Vince is ousted from this company completely. Um, you know, the board rules that uh, they no find him, they no longer find him in favor of the company. The there are huge dominoes there. Number one, 
that is just on the board side, that is 80% of the voting power of the board is now have to go to other people. That has to get split up. There's also the stock. Who owns the stock? The majority of the stock, it's Vince. So that also will have to get split up and divided up. Um, A a lot of what we thought was the succession plan with Triple H and Stephanie back in the day has, for the most part, been absolved. Looks like maybe with Stephanie, maybe there's some lingering aspects still there. Uh, game changes when someone's put into power. Yeah, and also not only game changes in that sense, but the game also changed with, with Triple H having uh, his heart issues. Yep. Uh, yep. And then, you know, now also that in January, you have this, the uh, 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 Shane McMahon issue in January when this was all happening in a weird way. Uh, you know, you have, you know, John Lord nice may also be out. He could also just be a fall guy. You know, who's going to take up the company? Will it be Steph McMahon, uh, fully after the fact? Will Triple H be involved in any capacity despite his health? Will Nick Khan somehow take over more roles and more power in this company? And then probably knowing Nick Khan, just sell it off. Uh, will Bruce Pritchard or Jeff Jarrett or any of these other guys step up uh, I don't know if they'll take up CEO and chairperson, but you're talking creative if Vince is gone. He's still in creative now. If creative is gone, is Jeff Jarrett going to be in there? Is Bruce Pritchard going to be J-E- in there? J-E-F-F-J-A-R-E-T. It is wild to think that Jeff Jarrett could be running creative of WWE. Uh, He's running house shows. That's close. <laughs> running house shows. Um, so there's Jeffrey Jarrett. there's those aspects could it just be a whole other outside person uh i don't i don't know um uh, nbc or fox just sort of take it over i mean there's nbc and fox how do they feel about this sort of this news i mean do they not want to touch it at all i'm surprised fox allowed vince to come out on stage legitimately i'm surprised fox i maybe they said something and we don't know that but i'm surprised you gotta go back happened. to what makes all these people go though and that's that and that's money equal more viewers it, that was gonna equal more success for that show they probably said oh yeah that's fine that is true you gotta out you gotta weigh those options but even then let's say vince is ousted a lot of the reasons that um you know i i we've heard through grapevines that you know, one of the reasons they may want to sell is making sure that Vince is a part of the company when they sell it, because some right. people see Vince as the company, which he pretty much is. So with Vince out, how are you going to sell that? Who are you going to sell it to? Are you going to be able to sell it for as much? Because now you have to find people who aren't running the company, aren't the company, a new creative team, a new head, a new person to put this company in charge. I can totally see Nick Khan running this company and trying to sell it. I could totally see, I don't know, man. I, I could totally see Stephanie staying in there and Nick Khan and Stephanie being a, do, do, a tag team of sorts. Creative-wise, I don't freaking know, and I don't want to hear a conversation about people 100% need writers uh, to cut promos and all <laughs> that stuff. But, the, you know, they, the creative team, is that going to stay? You know, is that sort of group of people are going to stay, the soap opera guys, writers and whatnot? It is yeah. the wildest potential for this company. Stephanie in, in a McMahon very long doesn't time. like Kevin Dunn, so 
Yeah, and that's also true. Stephanie McMahon doesn't like Kevin Dunn. Maybe, maybe that's no a one good else thing. does. To be fair, maybe prevents. Maybe Stephanie and the company is a good idea. You already heard the report I, that she doesn't like Kevin Dunn. You already heard the report that the lot roster, a lot of the roster, really likes her, and this is all kind of seen as a positive move. It, you just maybe that's just good for the company on a morale standpoint. Standpoint, it's easier yeah. to talk to Stephanie. Um, now I can see it hang. Now there's also the there's the creative part, which is a whole different aspect to it. But I you know, I don't see Stephanie running creative or anything like that. But who the heck knows, man? This is no longer a family business. This is a billion dollar company. Uh as much as you know Jerry McDivitt might say to MLW lawyers, this is no longer a family business. Uh they got stuff to figure out. And this is, like we said at the top of the show, tip of the old iceberg. Yeah, there's so much. We still need the uh, the complete, you know, avalanche of what's to come. We, we you say iceberg, I say avalanches, and there's a lot that's gonna happen, and we don't have the answers. We just know that the 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 truth that a lot of people have believed about Vince McMahon has like more legs to it than ever before. Sure. Um, and a lot of the shitheads, aka his his uh, his bitch boys, as I called them earlier, are in trouble. They are in trouble. Um, John Laurinaitis should be without a job right now. They shouldn't even wait. Um, but that's just that's me having personal feelings against him, and you know him f- firing every wrestler known to human humanity as by saying budget cuts but oh boy boy oh boy oh boy we sit here we talk about this in the end we will be talking about it in another month and another month i don't see it ending just today i don't see it ending in a month no there's a lot to go through here no i i there's the aspect of whether or not figuring out you know money vince's money was used and you know, that's, that's that's the other thing I was talking to my fiance Jesse about it about this is that, you know, back in the eighties, you know, you have the doctor flushing down papers, you know, down the toilet, down the drain. Uh, but here, you know, how much of this stuff may have been digital? You know, text messages can be found and all this stuff. You know, I don't know how much an investigative team of a board can figure out in terms of that versus like trial lawyers and stuff. But you know, there's. There's things to still uncover. This is a massive news story. Um, it's not a good look if Vince comes back into it, unless they find enough fall guys and enough people to take the brunt of this. It's oh, not a I'm good sure look. They can. I mean, I'm sure they can. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Um, but it, it is a an interesting idea. I think the, the obvious plan I would think is finding ways to keep Vince in the company. Unless, unless they decide at some point, the board decides no. We think actually Stephanie and Nick are a better team than Vince and Nick, so we'll we'll get rid of Vince. And then, but then they have to figure out creative, and that's a whole another sandbag. And then you also have investigation on company culture and stuff, which is a whole another issue that they have. Yeah. Vince is also also going to trial against Oliver Luck for the XFL. So that's also another not good look for him. 
So it's it's shocking that Vince McMahon has a lot of bad looks against him. This this house of cards is is currently crumbling, and it's just a matter of whether he can build it back up. I guess I don't know. I mean, do, do you think, Scotty? Do you think that he's? I mean, you think that he's pretty much going to just find a way to stick it out? What what are the odds? Do you think that he might just get ousted? They were very fifty fifty, truthfully. Mm. I think. Because it's sh- it, by all the reports and everything we're hearing, it shouldn't be 50 50. It should be like 70 <laughs> 30. He's out. Maybe but 90 he's 10. Vince, he's Vince McMahon. So unfortunately, I have to give him like the uh, the boxer's chance of, you know, he can just throw one punch and that man's staying around. And that's just, that's just the power that we're so used to with him. This is very different. He's never dealt with this, at least openly. At least openly. I I don't know how, you know, maybe maybe in the years past I haven't cracked uh, through, but he survived the steroid trials, like you said. He survived. He survived everything, man. It's so it's so hard for me to assume that, you know, in a year's time, Vince McMahon won't be involved with WWE. It's really hard for me to think otherwise. That's also like this, the general frustration about w- wrestling and WWE as a company. It's just in any other world, it's like, no, well, right? And that's it for Vince McMahon. Uh, in wrestling, yeah. you and I are just like, whew, Jerry McDivitt's a good lawyer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's, oh, to be fair, this, this should be a situation where the lawyer doesn't have to have a say. This is all the board, and the board should be able to say, okay, he's either in or out. But, 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 in the end, this company is Vince McMahon's company. And, it should, and we should also say is that despite having, you know, the majority of the power of the board and the voting power and all that jazz, there is like a clause in Vince's contract that if yeah. the board deems that he's no longer fit to lead the company or whatever, then they can personally get rid of him. It's succession. Uh, it's it exactly succession. This is ridiculous. It ultimately if comes ever, down to the board. If you've never watched that show, then watch it, and you're gonna have like Vietnam flashbacks to this story by the time you finish that. Sh- uh, the first three seasons. Who are it's still on? I so assume weird. I can probably look up who's part of the board. Yeah, here we go. We got. I can look up a list. All, a list of the board of directors right now. You got Vince McMahon. Obviously, oh, not gonna say anything. Nick Khan. Oh, that's very interesting vote. Stephanie, Triple H, uh, Steve, Pam, Pamman, whoever the heck, Erica, Steve Coonan. I feel like I recognize that name. Got a bunch of different guys in here. Just a bunch of independent other people who work for various different things. So very interesting idea what's going to happen here. I mean, the stock <laughs> stock is uh, done, done fairly, didn't collapse uh, from this news. So very interesting. But yeah, the selling idea aspect is is a whole whole other thing. It's this whole situation, man. It is, it is crazy. It if, is crazy. if if I got my best case scenario, one Vince would obviously be out because morals and morals and morals and morals and this would it it, it 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 wouldn't make up for all the things he's done, but it would be some sort of justice finally, right? I'm sure. Um, so that. That's my first point. The second point is I don't really care who runs this company as long as it's not Vince. I mean, Stephanie, I think, makes sense um, because she's been around for 
years and people like her. And I think at this time you want someone that's liked because that's very important, especially when, <laughs> but I could see why she doesn't. And maybe they just want no McMahon in power. That too. That's true. So, so we'll see, we'll see, but uh, I'm sure we scumbag. So there you go. I'm sure we'll have way more news uh, down. Oh, the and pipeline. the people bowing down and stuff and, yeah, what a bunch of numbskulls. You guys are fucking idiots. Oh my god. Uh, I, listen, listen, it's just I, I said this earlier. You can appreciate what he has done as a businessman if you want. That's all you. But let's not bow down when something about him doing what he did comes out. Okay? Let's not do that. I also just love the um the uh, freaking uh, was it, the CNN news report of Jake Tapper and just at the end of the port. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon is going to set to reportedly uh, open up SmackDown Friday night SmackDown tonight uh, with Vince McMahon, Jake Tapper's response. Of course he will. Uh, just this. Every, like, I don't know if he's a fan of wrestling or if he understands like these sort of CEO types. He understand Vince McMahon. Yeah. And just like, all right, <laughs> this guy's got an ego. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, big ass story. Uh, we'll obviously talk about it more. I assume this is not the end of it. So we'll get more as the weeks go on. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of about week coming on next week, next Sunday, a very, very big show. Pardon me. Uh, Mm -hmm. AEW and new Japan having a crossover show. Uh, on the on the non WWE wrestling talk side, WWE is falling apart. AEW New Japan having a joint show June twenty sixth, yeah. just for me for my birthday, Chicago Illinois United Center. Uh, we got a little bit of a card ski here in front of you. Are we Scotty recording too. double on your birthday? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. June twenty sixth is my birthday, baby. We're going to have a double birthday celebration for Ryan. I'm going to be, my birthday celebration is going to be watching this show. It's a good so. celebration. Well, it should be a good celebration. It should be I don't good. I know how it could be. I, I want to do say before we get into it, the amount of times I've been told this week, like, how are you excited for this card? I was like, I don't know. Maybe because I like wrestling. I don't like, know. It's a great card. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can understand people that bought a ticket are like, oh, well, I expected, you know, Okada there, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't buy a fucking ticket. You know what I did? And I and I've seen people that have bought a ticket. They're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great. First time I'm seeing New Japan talent, which is cool in itself." I'm like, "I don't know. I think there's a lot of good matches on here already. I think with the level of, I I, I think people are forgetting that AEW pay per views, you usually get the most. Um, you get the most out of the wrestlers, right? And uh-huh. I think people are seeing like these big tags, and they're like, "Oh, well." New Japan tags, they're not going to try. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works for them. It's not how this works. And that's why I'm excited. I am excited to talk about this show. I think we still are missing a couple matches from what will be happening. We'll talk about them next weekend. Mm-hmm. But it's best to preview what we have now because, oh, yeah. Boy, oh, boy. It's some good stuff so far. 
Yeah, no, I, I'll push back on the Okada stuff. I mean, we still I mean, don't know. The only, the only Okada pers- should be on the show, but if he's not, whatever. The only person that has ever said that Okada is not going to be on the show is Adam Cole in a promo, in a wrestling promo. Who gives yeah. a shit? It's Adam Cole. He's a heel. I'm not going to believe that guy. I'll, I'll hear when I see. I'll see when I see it. If he's not on the show, then he's not on the show. But at the very best, you also no still Naito get and no Okada. No nights and no Abushi well, and no Omega. Abushi is a well, different no, situation. I, well, yes, but like just as a as a wrestling fan, like mm-hmm. those are a lot of guys that you wish could have been there when you dreamt of this show. Yeah, and I think I, I think a lot of that pushback of Push people. Danielson. Well, I mean that's also a lot, here's the thing. I'm not going to complain about these things because that is a lot of fancy booking and dream booking Mm -hmm. that there was zero promise of any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be upset about it. Plus I'm happy we're getting title matches. We're getting title (laughs) matches. We're getting new titles and having matches. (laughs) I would think we're, we're, there's, there is no, there is everyone's, everyone just thinks this is just a one-off show. This show sold out. Why would they not do a second forbidden door? What are we doing here, folks? Tony Khan wants it to be annual. Yeah. And he says he has a good relationship. He enjoys booking with Gato. Yeah. I can't see them not having more of a show. I can't see this just being the G1 Supercard one-off. Yeah. Which, that was more of a one-off because of what would happen in the world mm-hmm. a year later than anything else. Yeah. All right. We um, don't get Naito the show. Great. See him next year, I guess. You know? <laughs> I yeah. mean, what yeah. are we doing? I... I you know, it's funny because I remember at the beginning, everyone's like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of tags, maybe, you know, top one or two title matches. And I was like, so I in my head was like, okay, so New Japan versus Noah. That's whatever. But we've already have a better card than New Japan versus Noah. <laughs> yeah. Way <laughs> so better like, card. Chill out. It's going to be a great show. We currently have five title matches booked with presumably the IWGP World Heavyweight coming around the corner, yeah. too. Well, that's what Jay White told me, so he better not be lying. He, never, he doesn't typically lie. He doesn't typically lie. No, so. he tells the truth a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a good joke. Um, so me. this, so the match, is it called the match? There was this like big boxing, kickboxing event in Japan this past weekend mm-hmm. uh, uh, that like had 59,000 people in the Tokyo Dome, sold half a, half a billion pay-per-views or whatever. Very big. Very big, yeah. And my big joke was, you know, Jay White walked so they could run. Good, 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 good for them. But like every wrestler was there. Yep. Like the entire Stardom roster was there. Everyone was there. It was a big, big thing. And uh, I just wanted to give credit to Jay White for uh, letting letting it all happen. He's a very you he's know. a very kind wrestler, really. And he sold out the United Center all by himself. Set out masks. Sold out Madison Square Garden by himself. I yeah. look forward to the day he sells out. Um, insert football stadium here mm-hmm. all by himself. I look forward remember, to the remember Mercedes Benz Stadium. You know, just yes, to, to yes. throw one out there. Yeah, just get <laughs> that's that's Ryan saying get to Atlanta. You little <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> all right, well let's talk they about. They can f- run a stadium. They can run a stadium. They can run a stadium. I I they think, did all I think these two, te- but they'd have to have a major main event like you have to do just you have to do your okada omega okada you do okada omega you do 
Punk Tanahashi. Punk Tanahashi. Danielson. Danielson and the same and the biggest names. Danielson, you do you do Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. in a tag match against Danielson, a returning William Regal. I don't know. I'm just pulling it out there. Why not? We got some. We got have sell, Sting we got, versus Muto. We got to sell a stadium. <laughs> we got to sell a stadium. Oh, okay. Oh man, Muto's retired. We yeah. Don't have time. Oh, we didn't. We Damn didn't, it! I didn't bring that up in the news. That was one. I knew I forgot something. I knew something got missed in the whole. You one. forgot. The biggest legend we could talk about. <laughs> oh man, Muto. We'll we'll talk about more when it actually comes up. His uh, first match comes yeah. up. Uh, well, let's talk about Forbidden Door. What they have so far. So of course, uh, so far maybe maybe there'll be more. Who the heck knows? AEW Women's World Title Match: Thunder Rosa taking on and defending her title against Tony Storm. Oh, speaking of Thunder Rosa, she's going to be on a TJPW show. Ooh. Um, Against Miu Yamashita. What I thought that I thought AEW was stupid for not booking that. They're going to be smart if Miu Yamashita wins, and then they book the title match for All Out, which I think they're going to do. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics just tweeted out that a second law firm is taking up a class action lawsuit against WWE. <laughs> Christ. You talk about the Tony Storm Thunder Rosa match. I'll read this article real quick. All right. All right. Well. I don't have that many thoughts about it. I do think that them going right to a Tony Storm match is a little interesting uh, because I think I kind of think this Tony Storm stuff has kind of been, I don't know. Have you noticed they've went, they've burned through two Tony Storm Britt back Baker matches. Now she's now competing for the title very quickly. It's almost like she's not going to be around. That's that's kind of the it's kind of the hint I'm getting. I've seen some people hint at this as well. It, it feels like she's not going to be around for a little bit or something. And uh, I just it it's cool because this is the closest you're going to get to like that uh, New Japan Stardom match in a way because you know Tony Storm's a former uh, World of Stardom champion and Thunder Rosa, of course, is the current AEW Women's Champion. I'm happy that they're doing a women's title match on the show, and this is probably the biggest way you could do. It's just they did it really fast, so I I wasn't expecting it, but yeah, that's that's the match, Ryan. Ryan. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that is that Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa is. Well, not only on purpose, you know, it's good. You didn't have to do Tony Storm here, but I completely agree with what you're saying, that that is the closest that they can do with the situation in front of them of uh, AEW versus stardom. I I, th- I totally agree with what you're saying, especially, you know, seeing that the, you know, five-star Grand Prix is around the corner and they we still have an unannounced uh, uh, international uh, uh, participant. So, you know, maybe... Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit closer to starting than we know of, but uh, I saw some uh, some. Uh, I'm not gonna. I was gonna call him a name, but I don't remember who it was, so I'm gonna take it back. I saw some numb, numb thought of why aren't they doing Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashita on Forbidden Door, and I was like, <laughs> Do you understand how this works? Do you understand that Miyu Yamashita is not part? of that company in any way 
New Japan doesn't want to work with CyberFight, and CyberFight doesn't want to work with New Japan. Now, AEW can work with both of them all fine, but you're not combining it. There's a reason, like, Kanosuke Takeshita probably isn't on this show, by the way. Like, that. there's your perfect example. Let's just let's stop being numb. Let's just stop acting like let's just have these matches because we want them. That's not how this works. We are getting that match. <laughs> After all, it's just not happening on Forbidden Door because it makes no sense. God, some people, man. A uh, slight tangent. Uh, the this is from Business Wire. Uh, the Schlaw, the Schall Law Firm, firm. God, Jesus Christ! A national shareholder rights litigation firm announces that it is investigating claims on behalf of investors of WWE for violations of the securities law. Basically, it's just it's just a uh, uh, investigation that focuses on whether the company issued false and/or misleading statements and slash or fa- failed to disclose information pertinent to the investors. Basically, it's a law firm that read the article like everybody else saw that the <laughs> the uh, board seemingly knew in January. Uh, the investigation began in April. They didn't, and then this got announced in June. So, why didn't you tell any? Why didn't you tell your investors about this situation? If you if your investigation started in April and we didn't hear about it publicly until June, why didn't you say anything? So you know, it, it's kind of just I think a person, just a, a law firm going after something that might be a quick buck. You know, we're, we'll see what the hell happens with that, I guess. But oh, lawyers are coming, baby. Lawyers are swarming. They're swarming. Sharks are swarming. Oh yeah, Thunder Rosa you know, versus Tony Stone. That's the thing I love much. more in my wrestling than lawyers. Yeah, baby. Mark Sterling all day. Um, but. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm should be a really good match. IWGP US heavyweight title match uh, with no title present. It's going to be Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. This is insane that this match is happening in a good way. I can understand. So there are people that are, this is the match that people are like, you have so many options. (laughs) You're doing Orange Cassidy. And I, I, I get it. I do. You you watch Warrior Wrestling and you're like, oh man, Will Ospreay versus Swerve would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that was the one. I was like, you know, I get it. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, well, you have you have Swerve. You got you got all these people that probably aren't going to be on the show, right? Um, let's just be honest. It's not not everyone's making it on this show. Yeah, but. I think Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy could have a great match, so I'm not that worried about it. Uh, Orange Cassidy hasn't wrestled in forever, so should be interesting to see him go in there. Um, obvi- I think the main reason people need to understand this is that I've seen a lot of people say, well, New Japan doesn't care nearly about uh, much about the show as uh, AEW does. And there were reports that Orange Cassidy wasn't the original opponent for William Osprey, but it was Andrade El Idolo, which not only that, that's not reports. Scotty, that's not that's not Scotty, that's not reports. That's Andrade oh, that's himself Andrade. saying that that's yeah. what it was going. Yeah, Andrade to be. Andrade went off. He was like, "This this this sucks." And I was like, "I agree, Andrade. This does <laughs> suck." Because Andrade, personally to me, has figured out himself uh, the past couple big matches he's had, mm-hmm. and he's kind of just had to take a back seat until this show's over despite like the Roosh tease. Um, it sucks because Andrade is great. Andrade versus Osprey, that would have been a marquee match. Um, 
but we know why it's not happening. Uh, and Orange Cassidy's someone that can lose to Will Ospreay. So there you go. If it helps, Orange Cassidy's part of a faction in New Japan. So booking 101. Yeah. I, Empire I, versus Chaos. I feel like people forget that is that uh, well, Orange Cassidy is a massive star in the company. Uh, there was a little AEW. too much best friends group over the show, though. Yeah. Well, best friends, they originated in uh in New Japan, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't mind Rapongi Vice. It I think I think what a lot of the American audience forgetting is that this show is also for New Japan fans. Mm-hmm. Um and New Japan fans uh, you, you know, you can make the argument of whether or not they know of Swerve versus Orange Cassidy more, but Orange Cassidy, member of Chaos, weirdly enough. Um, so he's, he's part of the mix there. Um, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have that IWGP US heavyweight title match. It's Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. That should be good. Um, I think he's a massive star in the company. Orange Cassidy is people also forget that. Yeah. It looks weird on paper, but I mean, it'll be fine. It will be fine. I think Everybody be very, calm down. Very good. I think it will be a very, very good title match. I agree. I think it's going to be fun. If it is anything as I mean, much as... Osprey and Dax do what they did. Yeah. If it's as much as like... I, I my, um, my Dax is a better wrestler. But. My expectation for this match is Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Ooh, from Revolution. That's, that's, that's my... That's where I'm at. Uh, they should have just did Osprey versus Pac. <laughs> we'll if see. Pac was going to be on the show, which he is. Yes. I don't. I really don't know if you needed him in that tag title match. Or, uh, no, not no. Tag title, He's in the. Uh, all, well, let's Atlantic. let's preview preview it real quick. AW All Atlantic Title Four Way Match. Of course, this is a new title for the company. Uh, came to report that it was actually requested by Warner Media themselves. Uh, so it looks like our four-way match is going to be Pack versus Miro versus the winner of uh, Malachi Black and Pent- Pentagon Jr. It's versus Malachi Black. Probably, yeah, probably going <laughs> to nope, be Malachi. No, not probably. The CMLL Triple H thing tells point. me it's going to be Malachi Black. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, and then uh, we uh, it's been uh, uh, well, Tomohiro Ishii versus Clark Connors, which that match Tomohiro will be happening Ishii. tomorrow. Uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, probably probably <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii. So you're basically looking at what we believe is Pack Miro, Tomohiro Ishii, and Malachi Black. Yeah, I'm gonna be pissed if Shingo's not on this card. Yeah, you, so, know, you, want, you want to talk about me being pissed? Shingo asked to be like in this match exact, and they were like, "Nah, let's just put Ishii." In. That's the other thing is that we have one more week of booking, right? Uh, yeah. We only have six matches announced, uh, presumably a seventh, the world That's title. That's half of an AEW card right there. <laughs> AEW pay-per-views tend to be ten matches with like two, a pre-show. At least. Yeah. At least. We still got to make... I think, I think there's probably going to be a couple more multi-mans on this yeah. show. That's fine. Maybe That's maybe fine we'll get a, a KOPW title match with, uh, with Shingo. Why not? Why not? Why not? Let me vote. Let me vote. Tai Chi was pissed about that. <laughs> I don't want to fucking see any any international fans. They don't like me. I don't like them. <laughs> Screw them. I was like, wow. Okay. Uh, who wins this match? That's the real question. I think 
It's a lot of good people lot, you put the title on. I see a lot of people say it should be Miro. I think you should actually give Malachi Black something to do. I Or Pack, but that's just me being selfish. Yeah, I always like Pack just because of these guys. Yeah. He's a day one man. Uh, I feel yeah, like we need to give him wins. I think that's also something that for fan, uh, you know, some of the fans out there that are being like, you know, TNA 2.0, you know, put it on pack. He's a day one AEW guy, so you put it on pack, and that'd be a little more fan service. I love a it. Miro is a great pick. That's my preference. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, that'd be great. Miro's a great pick. Malachi Black Miro is a great pick. would be my pick. last choice. I, Ishii is also, I think, a solid, fun pick. Um, that'd be, that'd be fun. But, uh, I don't, based on how I think the interim title is going to go. And I talked about it before, uh, may, if that, if, if Tanahashi is going to win the interim title, the AEW world title, maybe don't have Ishii win this one, just so you don't have both, you know, both of your belts on New Japan. If it helps, I don't think any New Japan talent is winning an AEW title. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Um, I hope so. Otherwise something went wrong. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Pack here. You're thinking Malachi. Yeah. Sure. All right. We'll find it. I think it's definitely going to come Miro. down. It'll be Miro. It'll be Miro. Miro. Miro's going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> um. Uh. Six man tag team match. Weird ass six man tag team match. I'll be honest. Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta. Excuse me. Versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Sure. <laughs> All right. Sure. Yeah. I like that we've just accepted that Shota Umino is a part of Blackpool Combat Club because he is the child of John Moxley, of yep. course. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that his dad is very much famous, and, <laughs> and we all know whose dad is. I that was my favorite thing when Jericho announced it. I was like what yeah <laughs> i was like they were totally supposed to be teaming together but because punk got hurt it all changed i'm sure yeah i think that's what happened um yeah this is a, been great yeah you, you so you're thinking it would have been eddie john mox the wheel yuda versus jericho suzuki and still guevara probably not guevara probably guevara is weird in this match I, yeah I well, guevara is now it. part of the jericho appreciation society so mm-hmm. they took something that i was finally enjoying and said fuck you it sucks again i was like come on man i mean they'll probably be entertaining in it but i was like come on i was really enjoying that well, all we all we needed was daddy magic we didn't need anything else. cool hand Ange. We didn't, we didn't need sammy guevara whatever uh this match is interesting Daniel Garcia was right there. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We'll see Suzuki and uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Suzuki, Eddie Kingston. That should be good. That was good. That was previously good. I believe they I, had a match. Have they had a match? Who am I thinking of? They, oh, I'm thinking of Eddie, Ishii. I'm you're thinking of Ishii. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, that should be interesting. Um, I mean, Suzuki versus Wheeler Yuta I'm interested about um, just to see how that plays out. I like out. that show to Umino got a Got on the card, but Tetsuya Naito and Kazuchika Okada, Shigo Takagi. I like. <laughs> I, I like how Aroma won't be on here. I like how Despi got on a plane. Oh yeah, flew to Missouri. <laughs> got showed up. Not a match. Not a match on Rampage. 
<laughs> I don't know if he got. I don't even think he got taped for dark. Uh, then got stuck in the airport for a couple days, and he's back in Japan, but his bags didn't come with him. Worst experience for Despy. Not on the card. Wasn't even didn't even wrestle for AEW. Just showed up. Poor guy. Just unbelievable uh, that he just yeah, showed up. Can't and then do anything but feel bad for that poor guy. You could have easily ah. done Wheeler Yuta versus Despy on Friday on Rampage. Don't know why he didn't. We gotta have the Max Caster rap. Oh man! Uh, no, that was necessary. That was necessary. That was, that was yeah. necessary. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, man, this is. <laughs> It's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. You know, it's, it's whatever. Um, uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title and IWGP Tag Team Title Match. FTR defending their Ring of Honor titles against Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, who are defending their IWGP Tag Titles, against Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero, and Trent Beretta. So we are going oh, to yeah. have uh, either two new champions or one new champion uh, in this contest. Scotty, what are you thinking? We know who the fall guys are. <laughs> hmm. I, think, oh, interesting. I, think, I think FTR is getting all the belts. Yeah. Yeah. I I I'm like the I, I, I'm very intrigued about Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn getting the Ring of Honor belts, but I do think that it's probably gonna go to Wheeler and Harwood. That's my that's my feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and that means that we're going to get New Japan FTR. New Japan FTR. Great matches like FTR versus Aussie Open. Aussie Open. Well, that's pretty good. All right. Oh, no, no. We got some more. Okay. We can do Zack Sabre Jr. Tai Chi, right? Oh, it's not bad. That's a good one. It's not bad. You can do Evil and Yujiro. Bad Luck Folly yeah. and Chase Owens, former champs. I hate you. You just do Cobb and Okan straight up. Who else is in that tag division? Um, uh, based on the uh, New Japan Strong Bracket, uh, Dark Order. <laughs> Dark Order. <laughs> uh, a Naito Sonata. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, moving on. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, the only other match that we have announced at the time of this recording is the interim AEW World title match, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley. We've kind of already spoken about this match in the past, uh, but Scotty, yeah, now that it's official, Tanahashi versus Moxley, who do you think's gonna win the belt? I more importantly need uh, Sho Umino versus and Yoto Suji in the respective corners of yeah. John Moxley and <laughs> Roshi Tanahashi. I need that more than anything. If if Shota isn't in the corner of Moxley, I'm going to be very sad. I'm going to be very upset. You know, we're only getting these hints of them being back together. We need it. Just pull the bandage off. I think we have a lot of questions to be answered about this show overall, but I think it is definitely going to be a win for Moxley. I'm in the Tanahashi camp. I've always been in the Tanahashi camp, and I refuse to leave the Tanahashi hey, camp. Hey, keep dreaming, man. I Look, look. I've, I've given my reasons before, and I'll repeat them. Tanahashi, one, would be cool to have him hold the belt. Not only not only because of Tanahashi, uh, but having an AEW with that PR move of Tanahashi holding your number one belt is a very cool look. Number two, uh, I don't really want to do a uh, John Moxley as the 
first person to ever win a two-time title, uh, especially when it's interim title because then it's a weird old asterisk and I hate stuff like that. Let's just put on Tanahashi to just like make it easier on history books. And I think you have way too much hope with this happening. <laughs> Three. Uh, if you put on Tanahashi, then you have two people representing AEW in the G1 Climax. Four. If it's put on Tanahashi, then you can deliver the promised match and you know, you know that New Japan and T- Tony Khan do not love to stray from matches they've promised the audience. Uh, if you put it on Tanahashi, then you know for a fact that the match next up for Tanahashi in that title, def- well, maybe not title defenses or whatever, but eventually it's going to be Tanahashi versus CM Punk. And on that front, you can do that match that's promised to the fans already, uh, and CM Punk can win the title back and unify them or all that jazz. So I think putting it on Tanahashi would look cool and do all these really things, but it would ultimately get us to the match that was promised to us, and I would rather see that, in my opinion, than Moxley versus Punk. Still going to be a great match, but I would rather see Tanahashi versus Punk, and that is our closest way to get to it. So put the title on Tanahashi, folks. I give Tanahashi maybe a 10% chance of winning. If Tanahashi uh, Tanahashi wins, I expect $10. A, a dollar for every percent you believe he was going to lose. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I just don't see him winning because Tony Khan wouldn't even allow to send like one or two extra wrestlers into the G1 because of injuries. So why would he want his champion also in the G1? Tony Khan's point. very much, very much about his brand, which makes sense. You shouldn't be about someone else's brand. Uh, but with all these injuries, I think he needs some stability. And I think a, and I don't think CM Punk's going to be back at all out. Um, I don't think CM Punk might even be back at full gear. So <sighs> I just feel, I don't feel that Tanahashi's going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll just chill out here in the United States for a couple months. Oh, you, oh, you need, oh, he's not coming back that long. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, uh, but we'll see. I mean, I would love to see Hiroshi Tanahashi hold the top title AEW. I just will not get my hopes up for it. I think that's a fair point. The injuries are a definite uh, interesting point to all of this. Is that you know? Can we talk about the big, the biggest match that's actually happening this week on Rampage, which is a uh, Hook versus a top New Japan Strong LA Dojo trainee. Ooh. They, wait, I thought they announced it. Did they not announce who that dojo person? They didn't announce who he. I played. haven't seen Rampage yet. I should be said. Should be said. Uh, well, yet. they did say that's that's what's happening, and I instantly said, "Yuya, Yuamura, Ren Narita. No one else is acceptable." Hook versus Ren Narita. Now we're talking. <laughs> I, that, that sounds pretty good to me, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I need it. I need it. Let's just let's just say it. I. I need it. Uh, But everything that is everything for Forbidden Door so far. I assume we're going to have more matches announced. Obviously, we'll probably figure out the world title situation for the IWGP Championship this week on Dynamite. Uh, And I presume, like I said, that they're probably Tanahashi's wrestling. Tanahashi's wrestling. Yes, that is an insane match. John Moxley against Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. You know, because who had who didn't have that in their bingo card? And then uh, Osprey and Osti Open versus uh, Rapongi Vice and Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. So 
plenty of exciting New Japan uh, AEW crossovers on AEW television alone. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, and like I said, I think we'll also get a couple other maybe multi-man matches announced uh, as well, both through uh, Dynamite and Rampage. So should be this should be a really good show. Uh, anyone that's not excited about the show, get into it, folks. This is a really good show. Rosa Storm, that's going to be a hard-hitting affair. Osprey versus Orange Cassidy, I think as good as Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Damn, you had a Juice Robinson joke lined up perfectly. Good point. didn't use it. Uh, Father's Day was yesterday. All my jokes are have been used. The six man tag in, in <laughs> interesting at the very least. Uh, you know, for affecting it, a new tag team champion, maybe two two new tag team champions. Uh, a brand new title is going to have a champion to it, and someone's going to be intermediate W World Champ title holder. A lot of interesting, fun stuff happening. People, let's get into it. These matches are going to be great. They're going to be hard hitting. Everyone's going to go out there and give it their all. You know, for a fact, they will. So get into it, folks. All right. One question before we move on. Yes. Is Okada wrestling on that show? Yes or no? Gun to your head. Yes. All right. I fully believe it's going to be uh, uh, Okada and, and Paige in a match together in some some capacity. Whether it be a four, so whether it be a four way, whether it be a tag, whether it be a singles, I think it's going to be Okada Paige in some capacity. I just want to know who Jay White is wrestling. If it's not one of those two, maybe they set up Adam Cole versus Jay White. They could bring it home this week. On a go no, it's home. okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't know. Would you be okay with Jay White versus Adam Cole if we're getting Okada versus Hangman? Yes. There we go. <laughs> yes. All well, right. I expect. I still expect it to be the other way around. That's fair. I still expect it to be uh, Okada and Adam, if anything. Oh, Adam Page or Adam Cole? Cole, sorry. I realized I forgot <laughs> they had the same name. Oh, my right. man. Let's go. Adam. Adam sucks. 20 years ago, Jeff Jarrett had a little nugget of an idea out of coming out of WCW. He wanted to start something new, start something fresh, start something that had total nonstop action. And 20 years later, Impact Wrestling celebrated Slammiversary. 20th anniversary in the Tennessee State Fangrounds Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee to a roaring crowd. Uh, I'm sort of making fun of it, but legitimately, this was a really good show. Uh, I thought that it did sound like you were making fun of it. This match was this show is pretty good. Uh, Like the worst stuff was just like good to like font good. I think was okay, like perfectly serviceable. Overall, I think a lot of this stuff was really good, really, really fun. Some great stuff in here. Uh, for Slammiversary, uh, and I think Impact put on, you know, underdog, not going to happen. Maybe you get a couple votes for show of the year. Um. Okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin everything, but I'm going to say it. Impact is on a pay-per-view roll. Ooh, there I we think- go. Most of the time that I watch their pay-per-views, I think I've seen at least something from each one. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm picking and choosing for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm watching most of their shows. Like, if there's, say, seven matches, I'm watching five at least. So it's not like I'm not seeing the whole show. But I think, I think, 
I think despite, you know, all the jokes about impact being in back, which are never going to go away. That's they, they, they've had 20 years of this. They, it's not, it's not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, they have figured out their formula. Uh, they have a lot of good roster members um, that, and they still don't use some shadow Chris Bay, um, but they now have what they have the two champions. I want at the top. They have the, at the end of the show, I got to walk away and say, okay, I got speedball as X division champion. X division is one of my favorite divisions to watch in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And they got Josh Alexander who has been nothing but great as champion. So, Oh yeah. I think they're on a roll and I think it's scary to say that about impact. Yeah. Well, let's talk about slam aversary. We both saw the, saw the show last night. Scotty, did you see the countdown show? No. The count. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and that's why I asked this. The countdown show did include a reverse battle royal, something we've made fun yeah. of last week. And I was promised. I called it accidentally. I was promised. I was promised no, detailed notes on this reverse battle royal. So I, 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 I instead delivered you detailed notes about uh, Queen of the Mountain. All right. Well, I guess I'll take that. Well, in case I you thought, I thought know, it was totally fair that I, I figure out to fill out for one bad stipulation. Well, in case, well, in case you wanted to know, uh, Shark Boy won the reverse battle royal. You know who was in the reverse battle royal? Now that I'm looking at it, I'm very mad about it. Johnny Swinger? Yeah, but Chris Bay was in the reverse battle royal. That's a that's a heartbreak right there. Seeing Chris Bay. You know what's so dumb? Steve, Steve Macklin was also in it, but uh, yeah. Jack just... Evans had to get pulled out, and they said, you know what? You know what? We're not going to Chris Bay in that match. You know what we're going to do? We're going to bring him Andrew Everett mm-hmm. for that match instead. Just, I don't get it. I don't get They still have obvious problems. I mean, there's still impact non-stop total non-stop impact global force wrestling yeah but come on man how do you not put chris bay on your card in their defense if you're gonna get someone that that has a similar move set and similar mindset to jack evans andrew everett's a pretty good pretty solid i guess i guess my overall point is chris bay should have been the match to begin with yeah I think ultimately that's that's the bigger thing. Ultimately um, X. Ultimately X. Let's talk about it. Impact Wrestling X Division title match. Ultimate X match. Mike Bailey wins the title by defeating Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Andrew Everett, Kenny K.I.N.G. King, and Trey Miguel. Great match. Speedball. Great match. Uh, this was the best X Division match since the one. Was it last year that Alexander won? The Josh They've Alexander had a couple. One? They've had a couple. Yeah, Josh Alexander won one. I really liked that one too. But this was really good, really, really good. Uh, everyone had great spots. Andrew Everett was kind of out of his mind, so he had, uh, ultimately was a good fit in the anyways. I think he's been in one before. The Josh Alexander um, one that he won was Slamiversary last year. Oh, there you go. Very Perfect way to bookend it then. Uh-huh. Um, but Speedball is the man. I'm so happy he won. Ace Austin is part of Bullet Club is weird. <laughs> when you're not now that I see him in back in the impact setting, I was like, oh, right. I forgot. Um, Alex Zane, the sauce, did some crazy stuff. He mostly got hit with crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is fine. Kenny K and NG King was there. He was. Trey Miguel is, I'm going to say, he's very good now. Yeah. That X Division run really, I think, 
put it all together for him. And he's really, really solid. He had a really good showing here. Everyone had a good showing, but the right man won, and that's speed ball. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, ultimately the guy who's been the best on the independent scene for a very long while this year. Yeah. I mean, it just really comes back in, really has been putting it all together this year. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable stuff. Everyone had a lot of cool things, but Mike Bailey yeah. feels like he had a little bit more. That last he sort did of the damn kick thing he did the, it, uh, while holding on. <laughs> that that last group of of shots uh, uh, with all of them holding up on the Ultimate X tightrope, yeah. whatever. Uh, Mike Bailey doing the kick thing to Kenny K I N G King was insane. Uh, Mike Bailey Kenny, hooking Kenny hooking his G. legs on, letting his arms go, and just punch oh, yeah. <laughs> Ace Austin. And then Andrew Everett coming over, Mike mm. Bailey's like, uh-oh, gets up, uh, what was it, uh, not Hurricane Rana, but... Uh, leg scissors. Leg scissors, head scissors, take down on Andrew Everett, brings him all the way down. Uh, and then Mike Bailey uh, readjusts, gets Ace Austin off the thing, and then skins the cat on yeah. the Ultimate X tightrope, comes over, sits on on it, unstraps the belt, Raises above his head like a fool, uh, and just looks great with it. It's a good, it, it's a well deserved title win for Mike Bailey and for a great year so far. So, uh, I can't to stress enough how simple and easy it is to book a guy that continues to make waves on the independent scene. You know, Mike Bailey is in Wrestler of the Year conversations. As a impact sign wrestler, and no, is it because of his impact matches? Not necessarily. He has a lot of great matches at a lot of great places. But now, but this when he's gonna doing this, <laughs> this for the help. next six months, oh yes, that is going to help. Every pay per view they have now, I get to see a good uh, X division match or speedball. Um, but now, when he's having these banger of matches, you know, against Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, next month he has one against uh, Francesco Akira in Rev Pro. Um, he's going to have the X Division title with him. So it's like, oh, look at that. Oh, he's the Impact X Division champion. Oh, maybe I should check out Impact to see Speedball Mike Bailey. It's the little things like that that get people to watch. And, uh, man, I love Speedball. He's great. Yeah, Speedball is fantastic. You know, undoubtedly independent wrestler of the first half of this year. In a way, yeah. Uh, question. Uh, I think a lot of I think a lot of people have had good years. I think indie wrestling's had a lot of great matches, but Speedball has, and most of it's because of Speedball. So a lot of it. He he's he's been a great job, but yeah, like you said, everyone had a great time in this match. A lot of great stuff. Mike Bailey just unbelievable. Shout out to the sauce, superhuman Wolverine, superhuman. He did not hit the uh, was it the taco driver? No, I don't believe he hit the taco driver. Um, devastating. That really devastating that and that's probably why he lost honestly yeah uh impact knockouts tag team match rosemary and taya valkyrie defeated the team of madison rain and tenille dashwood to be your new impact knockouts tag teams i Damn skipped it. <laughs> it was a good match it was, it was i thought it was an okay good match uh uh i thought it was Rosemary is way better in tag matches because Rosemary can we can hide a lot of Rosemary in tag matches. Similar in a similar vein as Taya. You don't on this on card. I'll just say this. On paper, this match is totally skippable, and I get why. The match match did deliver better than expectations. It wasn't great. 
you know, it was well, totally, totally okay. What were your expectations? <laughs> my okay, my my expectations was a dog shit match, uh, and this match was not that. So good, you know what? good I'm work. Happy you're honest. Good effort. I really enjoyed the effort from all four of these women as well. So I always respect that. Next match was a monster's ball match. Sammy Callahan defeated Moose in 16 minutes. My God, this was a really good. This was really good. Uh, Moose and Sammy Callahan beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. They did. You, you don't really expect Moose to have this kind of match because Moose, you know, he's the big, he's the athlete. He is very, he does like the whole entrance where he's like, I don't know what he is, Ric Flair. <laughs> I don't know what he's uh, Yeah, to call I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he does the rope thing and everything. So he's kind of like a clean wrestler, right? You don't expect him to get down and dirty into the 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 violent matches, but uh he he played up to it. He was really good in here. I thought Sammy Callahan seeing he didn't have a match for over a year almost, or a year to be exact. Mm-hmm. He looked great. Um, you know, it helps when you do plunder, especially when you're trying to get back. Yeah, because you can hide a lot of things, but they just smash each other in the head with pans and garbage cans, and there were thumbtacks, and there was barbed wire, and there was blood, and there were tables, there was a door. You, you had pretty much, you had a really good monsters ball match. You can't, you, I couldn't come away with it with any complaints. Over exceeded my expectations, truthfully. Yeah, it it was a really good plunder match. It had literally almost everything. It was like a Stefan SNL bit. Um, <laughs> it it, but despite feeling like you know, despite feeling like you know, I think you could in a match like that you could have easily gotten overindulged in some of these spots, but it worked better. You know, instead of an overindulgence of like, all right, okay, guys, let's let's bring it home. It became more of like a buffet where it's like, all right, no, they're doing a good amount of each sort of little thing to yeah. make an, a cohesive match that really brought the whole thing together in a better way. Uh, and Sammy Callahan and Moose, fantastic job. Moose, fantastic job. I thought he did really well in this match, uh, especially in this match. Uh, oh, AEW just announced a new, li- uh, new Dynamite special. Oh, yes, I saw that for Minnesota. Quake by the lake. <laughs> Quake by the lake. Um, I just wanted to say it on air. <laughs> but Moose did a really good job in this match. I thought he was yeah, fantastic, yeah. Uh, especially in this match gimmick of the Monsters Ball. Moose! There it is, folks. Impact World Tag Team Title Match. Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, defeat the team of the Briscoes to become your new World Tag Team Champions. Why? <laughs> well, you, you can never count out the big LG. You know that's that's really what it is. When, the, when you all when it all comes down to it, it's the big LG baby. But 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 why? Why why take the belts off the Briscoes? Are they going somewhere? Um, hopefully, that'd maybe that'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I I is Ring of Honor coming back? Well. Yes and no, I guess. Uh, yeah, I no. Was upset. The, this match was uh, this match was similar to the women's tag title match in the sense that <laughs> it was also it was also good. I think that's okay. unfair though. It's unfair because the Briscoes are good. No, it, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. That's what I mean to say. So they're both okay, and they're both equally okay. 
Uh, the problem here is, is that I had higher expectations for this match, and this match let me down a little bit because the Briscoes are yeah. good. The Briscoes did good in here. It's just you get you got sort of that. You can only have so much of the Big LG. You got sort of that that Big LG machine gunka sort of glaze in there that yeah. sort of gummed up the works, if if you will. Just call them machine gunka. Machine Gunka gummed up the works. Machine but, but Gunka. But you got uh, but you got James Storm and uh, what's his name after Chris Adams? Chris Adams. Yes, uh, yes, I believe. America's so. most wanted, so that they got have a beer. That was the only reason they walked up there. They are not wrestling anymore. They are just having a beer. And I was like, wow, they really thought Bobby Roode was going to be released before this. <laughs> they're planning on it. They're really, really hoping for it. Didn't work yeah. out. AJ Styles was on this show. Yep, he that was uh, really cool. He appeared on uh Slammiversary, not in person, like no, rest, no. like wrestle. What is that website called? Uh, what culture? What culture has you believe? They've, they have a thumbnail for their video where they Photoshop AJ Styles in the Slammiversary ring. Get ready to fly. Uh, yeah, he showed up. I am. I am. I was happy he was on it. It was cool. Uh, yeah. he's, he should be on this, even if it was just a video. He did thank WWE for letting him do it. I'm sure that's what they asked him to do <laughs> when I heard him say that. But, I mean, it's fair because they don't usually let people do that stuff. Um, we also got videos. We also got a video from Sting as well, which is also Yeah, which cool. was also – that was the other one I wanted. And we got Kurt Angle. So, got, all, got the big three, I think, in terms of star power in that cup. But he just didn't get Samojo. Yeah, which Samoa Joe tweeted out saying that he just it just didn't work it just couldn't work out time wise to, to put a video yeah. together. Um, but you he know, could still show up there. Still could he could have been in the ring. He could have uh, yeah. faced down um, Tasha Steele or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Ten man tag team match. They got the Impact OGs in a way. Uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabian, Chris Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, the formerly known as Magnus. And they called him that. <laughs> and the surprise person, the wolf, Davy Richards. Oh! Versus defeated the team of Honor No he More. He missed Warrior Wrestling the night before. Uh, well, he got a prep. He had the prep for. Uh, he had I had to miss one show this weekend. He had a prep for Impact. Uh, defeated the team of Honor No More, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent. I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought this match yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, it did break down a little bit at certain times. Yeah. Uh, which, especially when PCO was in there, it really broke down and towards the end. Um, I thought it was really good early on. Um, and then it, it like I said, broke down a little bit, uh, you know, felt, felt, fell a little towards the end of the tracks, but overall got the job done. Got a cool moment for the TNA originals. They can call them impact originals all they want. They're TNA originals. Get mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, Davey Richards was cool because of the Eddie Edwards connection, obviously. Yep. Nick Aldis was there. Um, he, did, he did a good job. I thought he did a good job in that. Motor City Machine Guns should be tag team champions everywhere because they're still fantastic. I hate. I want to be. This, I'm going to say this nicely, but I hate. I hate that they're in impact. They should be. You want to talk about. You want to you give an old tag, older tag team tag titles at AEW. Mm-hmm. It should be Motor City machine guns that's who you should be giving tag team titles to for an old uh not the hardies motor city because they're not that old they're still very good um they showed that here they were the best part of this match for me motor 
City. Motor City Machine Guns should just... I'm surprised they have not showed up in AEW yet. I like legitimately am surprised that that hasn't happened. Uh, maybe. Maybe that'll happen at some point. I don't freaking know. The Young Bucks are champions. Young Bucks are champions. Be a good time. We do have to open that. Be a good time. We'll have to open that impact door a little bit more. We got Frankie Kazarian through it, but now, uh, you know, maybe you'll have to get Young Bucks and Machine Guns. They loosely work together. It's pretty much like Tony Khan said, yeah, no more Good Brothers on my TV. I was like, okay, sign me up. Oh, man. We were so close to getting Magnus on uh, AEW television. This this match was really good, uh, and I had a very nice, uh, not really Anything. not really tribute spot, but sort of like uh, oh, Dixie, Earl, <laughs> Dixie was in Dixie there. was there. Not what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about was they got Earl Hebner there as well, doing oh, the closing really pinfall awesome. and a little really shout cool. out to uh, uh, Earl's brother, uh, passed and away Tim this past week. They also they also uh, shout out Tim White, who also passed. Away, mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. I think that day, I believe. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, emotional. Very emotional moment. Uh, but it was this, I thought it was a very good match. Uh, like you said, it did break down a little bit, but ultimately got the job done. And it was classic TNA of just Davey's also still very good. Davey I has never stopped being good. Well, he did stop because he stopped wrestling. Oh, that's so, true. I mean, oh, that's, okay. that's how you stop being good. You that's stop true. completely. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, God. Impact Knockouts title, Queen of the Mountain match. Oh, fuck. We got Jordan Grace winning the title by defeating Tasha Steeles, Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, and Mia Yim. Uh, I asked it for the reverse battle royal, but you said you gave it for the Queen of the Mountain. Scotty, you have the floor. Yeah. uh, Okay. So this is an important take, and this has nothing to do with the women involved in this match. It has nothing to do with them, but it has everything to do with Jeff Jarrett. This is the worst match stipulation of all time. In turn, and here's here's why I can say this: this main evented multiple pay per views for them back in the day, multiple with the world title on the line. They did this in the main event. This an absolute train wreck of a match. It makes no sense. There are too many rules. Jordan Grace won without even latching the title together. She just was like, yeah, I won. I was like, what do you mean you won? You didn't put it. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Uh, the cage is stupid. The pinfall thing is stupid. The having to put the title on top instead of grab it yourself. I think you could easily make it better is if you could just bring it down by that point like if if you switched it yeah if once you pin someone you can go up and climb to get it that's fine you just you just make a ladder match a little more difficult but then no, 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 no we have to go grab the title from the book from the ring keeper to bring it up the ladder no it's just it's way too much it's stupid as hell i mean they did it they did their best uh chelsea green and deanna Peraza, they're out of their minds they did not need to do that spot, but they did. Um, it was my least favorite match that I watched because not because of what the talent did, but because of how stupid the fucking stipulation is. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Jordan Grace winning was cool. She hasn't had that belt in a very long time. Uh, and that's, I think she's good. So 
that's cool. You know, I was like looking at all five. I was, you know, this isn't a bad, like, this isn't a bad group of talent. You know, you got a good crop here. But holy God, the cage and the oh, it's just bad. Yeah. And like, can't they be in there at the same time if someone else gets pinned? They just never did that. Can't they be in there at the same time? Well, like if two oh, people get cage? pinned, don't they both have to go in the cage? Yeah. Which they were allude they they could have done that with I believe it was in the closing stretch, Jordan Grace pinned Mia Yim and then yeah. Tasha Steeles, I believe, was in there. So they Mia Yim in theory was was going to the cage and then what they would have been in there at the same time. But yeah. I feel like every <laughs> every impact pay-per-view you see the X Division and knockouts title change hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every single pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I yeah, I thought this match was fine. Uh yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. It's good. Oh, you know. It's good. Uh, this is not good. It was not. Look, it gets a bonus quarter star with that uh that uh Chelsea Green Diana Peraza table spot. That Holy like, shit, bitch! <laughs> that looked that, like it hurt bad. There was not enough room for that. <laughs> there was because they fell right through the tables. But oh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful spot. Uh, they should Ugh. be proud. They, they should look back and be like, "That looked awesome." They look great as they're both in ice baths, <laughs> just dying. Uh, you know, but Jordan Grace wins the title. I think that's uh, pretty good. Um, you know, if it's not, not me, enough Steve Macklin on this show. Not enough Steve Macklin. He was in the reverse battle royal. So if you did your homework properly, Scotty, then we would have we'd have had Steve I Macklin don't on the show. Like the reverse battle royal, I would have probably walked away from that saying it was the worst. You haven't ever. seen it though. You can't say it was the bad match. I saw the end of it. I saw Shark Boy win. All right, Shark Boy. And I heard in, and I heard Tom Phillips or Tom Hannafin. Is that what Tom Hannafin? Yeah. His name? Tom Hannafin. Yell, oh shell, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shell, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, in the main event, it was of course Impact World Title Match: Josh Alexander defeating Eric Young in 18 minutes and 50 seconds. I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah, really great uh, thro- uh, road down memory lane of TNA and Impact mm. stars. Uh, just every move you could think of, every move you can think of, they did it and they did it really well and incorporated it, incorporated it really well. It wasn't necessarily like here's a stretch of just back to back finishes of other people. It was just like, you know, when, when Josh Alexander was going for a power bomb, but Eric Young reversed it, he was like, all right, Styles Clash. And, you know, it was just sort of yeah. like those sort of things that made it really it work really well. Uh, match of the night for me, I thought it was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Eric Young proved, proved me wrong when I said, why is he in this main event? Um, I know why he was in this main event. Fits the 20th anniversary celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still he's still quite good. Um, him and Alexander's fantastic. I I do want to say this. I did have this thought. You know the Deanna Chelsea. Uh, you know that fall from the ladder. Absolutely the most brutal spot. But <laughs> Joe who, Doring, who pushed the ladder? Was that was that Jordan that did that? Getting was... that rest. Uh, Miriam, Miriam, Miriam pushed it. Damn. They should have had. They um, should have had Joe, Jordan. They should have had Jordan Grace do it because then uh, Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green would have had a fall from Grace. 
Yeah, I, I paused the show. I stopped. I stopped having you talk so I could tell that joke. Top ten, top ten. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, burr, burr. Anyways, anyways, uh, the Joe Doring table spot <laughs> looked fucking painful uh, because, like, Alexander had to make sure he got his legs cleared over the thing. And Joe, Joe Doring is a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. So that didn't look fun. No. Um, the, the fucking urinagi onto the wood that Eric Young took, I was like, ah, oh, ow, fuck, shit. Bitch, all the words you could think of, all the all the bad words you could think of, set them all, set them all, and then he hit the uh, the drill claw. No, that's not what he calls it. What does he call it? Uh, C four drivers, something like that. C four, yeah, the C four onto there. Boom. He also took a pile driver on there. Yeah, very physical. Uh, great callbacks. Loved all the callbacks. Loved the double J callback, the uh, Styles clash, the Kurt Angle stuff. He has obviously Alexander does an ankle lock, so that just works into the match, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did the wrestling slam. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, the best moonsault ever for Christopher Daniels. Yep, they did that multiple times. Yep, <laughs> they tried. Uh, both of them did. A Kurt Angle, really, Kurt Ang- really good. Kurt Angle moonsault. I believe Kurt Angle's what... moonsault. Yeah, they did. Really good match. Awesome stuff. Uh, no complaints here. Josh Alexander should not be losing this title for a long time. No, and that the match really felt like, you know, TNA Impact has its has its you know always its issues and always has its Russo's eras and all that dumb match stipulations, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what this match had was, I'll say it, Scotty, it this match had total nonstop action. Uh, it was <laughs> it it was a great match, and it was the peak of what TNA was is and will be with Josh Alexander at the helm. Uh, Motor City! Sorry. And Motor City at the helm. Uh, let's get the tag titles on them, and that will be good. Uh, but great yeah, no. Match. Great great, show. Uh, great match. Really, really good Your show. show. I, like I said, I don't think it's going to win like Show of the Year awards. No. It's definitely going to get it votes, deserves. though. Definitely going to get votes. Yeah, it deserves a nice... It deserves a vote. If a hundred people vote, it deserves one. Yeah, 100%. it deserves the people. Well, I mean, everyone's gonna vote for like something else. But really good show. Uh, good effort overall. Mm-hmm. Impact. You know, I'm not gonna watch the weekly television, but Impact isn't bad. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Impact not bad. Scotty Edwards. It's not. I'm not gonna say it's good yet. I uh, I didn't say that. Man. What you said was not bad, and that's with the headline people. Scotty <laughs> Edwards, not bad. <laughs> says in not regards to that. Bad. I wish that was the headline. I wish that was the big headline this week. That, we that's with Vince McMahon, but you know it's fine. That's the uh, the article review that you publish for Impact Anniversary. Impact Anniversary, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about a show that I don't think is going to be that bad at all. It's going to be the Stardom Fight in the Top. Which, oh my uh, god, we still have something to talk about. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, do you want to talk about it? Uh, we There's we're over two time. matches. Oh, that's three matches to talk about. Uh, It'll be quick. Well, there's six matches announced. We can blaze through those real quickly. Uh, But, you know, this is a sort of a historical show in a a sense, especially in the Joshi world in Japan. Very much so. So, We got a nice little stat for us today. Oh, beautiful. 
Uh, well, we got some stuff to blow off real quick, and that is Unagi Sayaka versus Wakisukiyama versus Raka in a three-way match. Unagi should win. Uh, we got Momo Kogo and Sayaida versus Mio Amasaki and Lady C. Sayaida is on one team, so she should win. I'm just, I'm just running through these. Uh, Himeka versus Mina Shirakawa. Himeka's going to win. Uh, uh, and three matches. Here we go. Artists of Stardom <laughs> Championship. Three-way, six-woman tag team match. Saki Kashima, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid, your champions. Uh, defending, oh, wait, sorry, it's a three-way match. I forgot. Defending the titles against Shuri, Ami Soray, and Mirai, and also Julia, Micah, and Mai Sakurai. Do you think the titles are going to change hands here? I could see it. I could definitely see it. I don't think they should, but I could definitely see it uh, when you do it three-way like this. It is elimination, so it's probably part over the top rope so they can, you know, avoid certain things. I don't know how yeah. elimination is. Like, if it's just one team elimination or each person. I think it's one team. Yeah. The, the... So, like, if someone gets pinned, the team's out. Um, yeah. I think Oweda Tai should win. It would I, I think it'd be silly to have them lose their titles back to back first defense because they did with well the tag titles they got a successful defense in there but first pay per view they lost it so yeah that counts uh, I think Oyotai should win I wouldn't be shocked if God's I won I think that's the only team that definitely could win titles here sure I I can believe that I I I agree that Oyotai should just retain their titles yeah, um, you don't have Kashima. Roll someone up. It's not that hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wonderful trick to have. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it would be great. It would be great. And you can just do that with, like, Ami Saray. Nah, maybe not Ami Saray. Uh, well, you could. She, she uh, by the way. Of the three of the three she, in God's eye, then, yeah, Ami Saray. <laughs> yeah. She also clinched, um, she clinched a spot in the five-star. Yes, she already. has. So yes, she has. Which does feel like defeated. It feels like the this sort of title hold thing, kind of booking wise, kind of pushed her over the edge of yeah, let's put her in the five star, you know, right? Um, right, right, right. Or at least that was the idea that they knew that they were going to put in the five star, so they gave her this title to make her look a little bit more of a reputable person, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. One of two steel cage matches. Uh, Tam Nakano versus Natsupoi. Yeah, so this will be the first Joshi Steel Cage match since August 23rd, 2005, when uh, Kamiko Maikawa defeated Yumiko Hoda at the T1 Grand Prix Freelance Show. It's not even like official promotion. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Stardom will be the first promotion to run the Steel Cage since AJW did in 2002 and they're running it back to back so that's even it's even bigger it's even bigger i think it's weird <laughs> it's obviously weird how we got here because they're just like yeah let's do it and I'm like, i mean sure i mean who doesn't start off a three-match series with a steel cage which is pretty much what they're doing with tam and uh not Supoy because they have a match two days later on the cork and hall show um which is kind of funny but mm-hmm. that is what they're doing. Uh, hope, hopefully not Sepoy's cleared because obviously Momo wanted to take her head out with a wrench, um, which was an accident on all fronts, but that is what happened. Yep. 
Uh, should be a great match. They're both very good. They had a great match last year, and now they get to have a steel cage around them. What will they do in that steel cage? I have no clue. I have no clue. I have no – I think the main event will be the better match because I think there will be a lot of learning here for a singles one between two smaller wrestlers, right? It depends how tall the cage is as well mm-hmm. if, because obviously people expect someone – someone's going to jump. I, I get it. Someone's going to jump off the, this cage. Uh, but I don't expect it. I wouldn't do it here. I would save it for the main event. Totally agree. Also, they I, – I don't know if you're going to have enough people down there to be a base to protect one of those two if they jump on the other. Oh, yeah, so, no. No, it's just – it's just going to be jumping straight down onto the stardom boards. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, and the other steel cage match that we had that you talked about was a, is a six woman tag match in a steel cage. My, Mayu Iwatani, Kagama and Hazuki take on the team of Utami Hayashishida, Azume and Saya Kamatani. Saya Kamatani, 100% yeah, really jumping off that cage. <sighs> They have a lot of options to jump off that cage. Mayu is also a good option to jump off that cage. Mayu did the the ladder, that moonsault once upon a time, and that's still like the most impressive dive off a ladder I've ever seen because the ladder wasn't open. Nope. And she still did it. Obviously, people were holding it, but still terrifying. Uh, It's going to be great. I mean, you can't get much better talent in there just to go in there and have a great match. Uh, there's not much story to it. I don't really need it to be. I just need it to be a great match, and that's what they're going to do. Um, the last thing before we finish out this show is that I think there could be multiple dives. Yeah, I can see that ha- totally happening. They did that in the ladder match. Uh, they did the Mayu moonsault, and then they did the uh, Koguma from the ladder in the ring all the way down to the floor you're right because you know people are psychotic and <laughs> i have no doubt that with Saya kamatani in here she's not going to do something ridiculous totally agree big yawn by ryan by the way that was a big yawn by ryan you're calling me out man you're calling me out no i had like 95 you had a, you had a chance <laughs> i know i did uh no yeah i think this show should be very interesting very historic so there's no reason not to check it out uh, this match should be very good. A lot of high flying and action of that nature. A lot of throwing people into the steel cage. Very intrigued to see how Stardom does it. St- does their steel cage matches. So I'm very intrigued by it. The ladder match was weird at the time, but turned out to be pretty good. So, you know, if Stardom is slowly becoming a deathmatch uh, Joshi promotion, you know, if this is how we're starting it, then uh, I guess so be it. You're gonna just you're gonna rile up the boys. I'm gonna rile, rile up the boys <laughs> on that one, yeah, baby. I know how to push uh, buttons. The button pusher, yeah. Ryan Eitzy. Uh yeah. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of <laughs> Ring Post Radio. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Match of the Week. Match of the Week. I'll go first. Uh, my match of the week is, of course, from Triple A, Triple Mania. I knew that's one of the reasons I was going to go first because I didn't get to see a lot of wrestling. My dad was in town. We were celebrating Father's Day and all that stuff. And I guess my birthday since it's in a week. Uh, but I was able to watch a little bit of Triple Mania. And uh, match my match of the week is, of course, that five-way title match uh, for the Latin America and Cruiserweight AAA Championships with 
uh, a bunch of guys. Phoenix winning by defeating Vikingo, Taurus, uh, um, uh, Bandito, and Laredo Kid. Match was fantastic. A great lucha was had by all. Uh, it was ex- like we talked about it when we talked previously showed this match on the tin is going to be great. And it was. It was a great ass lucha match. So definitely go check that out if you have not. Is it worth ordering the pay per view for it? 20 bucks to see that one match? Uh, maybe. May- maybe. <laughs> I think I might be. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I think the show, I've only watched two matches from it, but I already could say it was probably better than the first one. So it <laughs> might be. Um, Pretty good. Not that I ordered the pay per view for it, but I did it. To yeah. be fair, yeah. I didn't know yeah. on that one. Uh, but since you took it away from me, uh, I will just I will push ahead that that would have been my match of the week. It was phenomenal, uh, easily the match. But I will say Dax Harwood versus Bill. Dax yeah. Harwood versus Bill was very good. Yeah that 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 was that was probably going to be it until I watched the lucha craziness, and then I was like, oh well. There you go. Yeah, uh, there was also this good uh, CMLL tag match I saw between four guys I've never heard of. So oh. <laughs> there's that too. But it would be uh, Dax and Bill. Are you sure your match of the week yeah. wasn't the uh, featherweight title match in MLW? Huh? They they crowned the new featherweight champion and a uh, women's champion what in is, MLW. Why do they think they're the UFC? Why do, why do they think they're the UFC and they have to have like these weird ass divisions. I tweeted out that um, just didn't tag anyone, but just tweeted out that Dave Meltzer had a better camera set up for MLW than CNN. You want to know who quote tweeted it? Who? Court Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> quote tweeted it saying facts, but uh, I didn't, didn't post anyone. Didn't add anybody. He just searched MLW, I guess. Solid <laughs> quote tweeted it. Ah, court. Great. Great vanity searcher, Court Bauer. Anyways, anyways, I guess that is this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. Those were our recommendations from the matches of this past week that we have seen. I'm Ryan Knightsey. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. You can follow Scotty at Scott E. Wrestling. Follow the whole show at Countout Pod as well. Uh, subscribe to the audio version of the podcast if there was any uh, uh, live stream issues if you're watching it live with us to go check out the audio only version uh, of the show wherever you get podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify and if you could leave a 5 star review we would greatly appreciate it it would very much help us out maybe one of these days if we get enough 5 star reviews we'll start uh, uh, maybe, maybe I don't know maybe we'll do like a little thing for it maybe that's where we get, give out the very first shirt of the Ring Post Radio I don't know Maybe we'll do a little couple shout shout out skis. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. I guess maybe eventually. Unless it's Alex. Unless it's Alex. In that case, where you have to, the shirt's getting lost. The shirt is going to be in a plane. And the plane said the plane's going to go down. You know, we're going to tell. That's what we're going to tell Alex is that the plane. No, gonna he's, he's going to say, "I wouldn't want the shirt anyway." So we really set ourselves up for failure on that one. Well, that why would Alex not want to represent the, one of the greatest podcasts known to mankind? I mean, that's just that's. I mean, what, what is he doing? Point. I mean, what is he doing? What is he doing? Um, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We'll be back next week uh, on Sunday. And we haven't really talked about it. Are we recording directly after Forbidden Door again, or are we doing that on a Monday? We sure are. We sure are. Ooh, just 
something about the Jolly Roger. Yeah, we got this. I don't know. You know, you don't you don't work yet. So yeah, we'll just take advantage of it. That's true. Plus, uh, we haven't talked about this, Scotty, but my computer's back, so we can go back to recording those uh, secret secret stuffs. Oh yes, we can. We'll have to get back to that because uh, <laughs> we got one done. <laughs> one done, and my computer was in the shop for a full week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, footage is still there, so we're good. Uh, all right, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.